Oh. Yeah. I can't remember what mine is. I want to say it's Gemini. I live, yeah, I live. Or in, Aries. I live in well, my One ascending. of them is Aries. I live in my really ascending. I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. I live Reverb right. experiment What's episode <laughs> number Woo. We are the voice of the people about the culture. We are back. Steph is back. What's good? Welcome, 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 welcome. You were missed. You were missed. We had a good time when you was gone, but you are definitely <laughs> missed. So today on today's episode, we're going to just get right on to it. Uh, before we get into the episode, we have some house cleaning to attend to. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't going to sugarcoat it. Roger's not going to be on the podcast anymore. Oh. I mean, that's straight up, straight it. It's just going to just be us three and whoever guests we get. Yeah. So I'm not going to be asked, y'all. Uh, we wish him the best. We, um, without going into further details, I think at a later date, we probably will. We don't shy away from having difficult conversations on this podcast, but there is also a level of respect that we have for our brother. Um, and as much as we talk about mental health, and I'm not saying that he's going through anything with mental health, you just don't know what somebody else is going through. So when somebody needs a break, you give them a break. Yeah, especially when they're not talking to nobody. So, you know, we have no idea what the hell's going on. So, <laughs> yes. I really like you a lot. So, I know. I know. You're amazing. I heard um, that a lot. Yeah. So again, if Raj, if you are listening, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, and we're just praying for you. And um, again, I don't want to frame this as if there's something wrong. It's I, just. I'm just saying, hit us, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we ask for. Yeah. There's just been some absence of communication. But again, we are erring on the side of caution. Don't know what somebody's going through. May not be going through anything. But we decided to move forward. So going forward, it will be Steph.net, G underscore focused, and photo B on the mic. That's me. All right. But hey. I did bring my resume. I'm just saying, I didn't know y'all was hiring. But hey, but listen, though. But without Raj, there will be no podcast. Period. So we need to give him a round of applause for his contributions and for whatever he's done for the podcast. So we definitely appreciate it. And we're going to keep it G like that. So we're going to go ahead into the podcast. Obviously, yeah. you guys hear that we'll we have a special guest, but let's talk about the topics. Mm. Talk about the topics. So first, we're going to get into some new music mm. that dropped on Friday. It is summertime. It's right around the corner. Okay, you know wait. what I'm talking about? <laughs> we're going to talk about a little oh, bit of male privilege in the industry. <laughs> we're going to chop it up with the special guest that we have here today. We're going to talk about Bad Boys L.A., Season one that premiered, I think it premiered Friday. Um, we're going to talk about Royce Reed and childhood trauma, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And then we're also going to talk about um, the Supreme Court nomination because mm. mm. we have black women here. So I want to get your guys's inputs, thoughts on that because we are, I don't think. I was kind of searching the internet, and um, I don't think we realize the ramifications of what we're living through. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. And I don't think we're tre- – I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was treated as such. But we're going to talk about it here because we always talk about the culture. Uh, before we get into the pod, I want to thank everybody that has been listening via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, all streaming platforms. If you are new here, 
and this is your first time listening to us, uh, you can check us out at www.reverbexp.com. That you can find all of our past episodes, videos, you can leave a review, you can actually get information on us, and you can actually follow the Reverb Nation, which is a Facebook group that is dedicated to the podcast that acts as it's like it's a group chat, basically, a group text message or black Twitter for Facebook. And we're about 14,000 strong in there. So it's live. It's nice. It's nice in there. So um, without further ado, I would like to introduce... My friend, my colleague, she was on Bad Girls Club season seven, and she was also on a couple other episodes because, you know, they just couldn't get enough of her. But we want to welcome Stassi Quinn to the Reverb Experiment Podcast. Give welcome, her welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you guys for having me in the world. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. You know, me and Rob go back seeing like four flats. <laughs> Yes, we do. We do go back. And I think just to kind of piggyback off of the conversation we were having with Raggio about Raggio, uh, me and Styles kind of went through something similar. Oh. Where there was a little bit of a break. Yeah. Where we didn't speak for a little bit. Yeah. But um, I think that's where your friendship comes in. Yeah. 100%. And I think you got to give people grace because, again, you don't know what people are going through. Uh-huh. And sometimes people just need to recharge or kind of. Mm-hmm find themselves or you know whatever and we're going to talk about all that but oh, yeah. um you know it, I, I think that we have to realize that in friendships that it's not always what like i think we i don't know it's just in this westernized culture we always look at friendships of what you can get from somebody right else. Mm-hmm. right you know what i mean and right. then as soon as that person stops giving it then it's like oh yeah. we're not friends anymore 100 percent. you know what i mean and it's yeah. like no if you genuinely have a good friendship with somebody yeah you should love that person unconditionally should i'm mm-hmm. not saying will should you should because when, when people are going through something yeah that's what a friend is supposed yeah. to be there for if, right? your, if your foundation is right, right which our foundation was right yep um and having that place to be able to we both were shifting like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we were shifting you got married mm-hmm. and i shifted into a different place in my life and allowing each other to find our new foundation and grow yes and be able to do that apart from each other and come back together and yes that's the key where it's like yo it there was like everybody's like where's rob and how's rob and it's like yo i was like rob it's good i'm growing yeah we're all growing and it's like just move differently and that's it and it's never apart it's just higher yes and i think i think that for friendships is scary because if your foundation was based off of past trauma mm-hmm. or yeah. something negative mm-hmm. and then when somebody starts moving then yep. that changes the changes the dynamic of the yes. friendship where mm-hmm. some friendships are just based off of I'm just going to vent to you about yeah. what's going trauma on in my bond. life yeah. Oh, yeah. right yeah. and then when the other person's like alright I'm kind of trying to get to a more positive space and I'm not trying to hear all the negative and mm-hmm. maybe you need to then it's like well, so what's wrong with you like you right. trying to act like you're better than me right. right? and then that's when the friictions kind of start frictioning you know what uh-huh. I mean so I just give people time and space to grow, especially for us. We I don't think we've ever seen, except for Insecure. That's probably the one show that yeah. I saw where it was like showed a genuine friendship and that how the dynamics are. But we never really saw. Actually, you know what? I think on Living Single did a pretty good job of doing that too. But neither here or there. Yeah. We never saw what friendship looks like in your twenties, your thirties, and your forties. Adult friendships. You know what I mean? There was something in common about both of those things as you mentioned though. Both of those things had was rooted in 
brown feminine energy Mm -hmm. and how you're able to fluctuate and grow Mm -hmm. through the thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important, like being able to have that strength. Because there's something strong, like yeah. strength that comes from that. I, I, I agree. I think that we should, in our friendships, just give people a little bit more grace mm-hmm. and make sure that your friendship is based on positive, something positive. Yes. Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I think, so you, you got your, like, I think people want everybody to be their all-around friend. But sometimes you have friends that you go out with. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have friends. Yes. Like, there can be different relationships. Like, they don't all have to be, like, all-encompassing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like, a good point. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. I agree. No, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I had to learn that just in my relationships because you think that your spouse or whoever you're with is supposed to be your everything. Mm-hmm. And because that's, that's how we were taught, right? Yeah. Like, oh, they, they, they complete me or they're this. And it's like, no. You should have other people in your life yes. that fulfill different buckets in your mm-hmm. life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's okay to have a mentor. It's, yeah. it's okay to have somebody that can give you some advice. Mm-hmm. Or it's okay to have a going out with friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's okay to have that. Yeah. So that way you're not fully depending on one person for right. everything. Because that, that could be like a load on that person. Yes. You it know is. what I mean? And because if the relationship ain't going good... Then everything you depended depleting. on, then yeah. it's then it's gone. You know what I mean? So I mean that's how it was in my last relationship. Like you know, she didn't really have friends like that. I mean, she did, mm-hmm. but they weren't always like you know consistent. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to her family, she didn't give it like her family dynamic wasn't even all that yeah. phenomenal. So she kind of went more directed towards my family. Right? Mm-hmm. Like she she knows that she can talk to my family. I mean, my my like my grandma and uh, mm-hmm. my auntie still say happy birthday yeah. on Facebook to them or something like that. So she's she goes to that, but it was like during the relationship it was like I can't be your happiness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like you you I want you to have more friends. Go hang yeah. out with your friends cuz I want to hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And then that would become a problem because if you are splitting your time, but she's not splitting her time, which makes sense. Right. And that makes breakups tough. Yes. Because you're not only just breaking up from you, you're breaking up from the fam yes. and Yeah. yeah. So my family there there is this, you know, when there's when somebody's a good person, they don't go to X them out just because, you know, or X on my ex and shit because right. I and plus I'm not someone who's going to trip. Yeah. Right? Cuz I know how my family is. I know how she was and I know how it is. Like I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Yeah. Right. Because, right. you know, yeah. they're good. Yeah. yeah. That's so. health. That's that's called health. Well, and you and, and you obviously come from a good family. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But up. there's been I've seen issues like that where the friend, the family, still friends with the ex, and then that causes a rift between the family and yeah. the right. Person, so. yeah. Plus, well, you don't I mean, live out here, so yeah. it's 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 easy because it's, easy, it's not yeah. like you know I'm gonna have somebody else and you know with me and then she pop up like hey, but like oh hey, this is. <laughs> <laughs> but see, and that, but that's just it. Why not? Like if she's still cool with them, why not? Well, I'm just saying, though, it ain't gotta be that, be like that. But it's gonna if it if it comes down to that, it's gonna come it down be. to that. Well, and sometimes it just that. depends on how you broke up too. Because if it's a bad breakup, then mm-hmm. it's like you're kind of shit. We broke up, and she went straight over to the family house. Go tell them. Go tell them about it. Dang. And I think it was uh Ooh. oh, it was. I think it. Was, I want to say it was Mother's Day. Ooh. Oh, shit. so they went. So yeah, she. Nah. It was first thing in the morning. She went over there to go talk to them. Crying you broke about up it. with her on Mother's Day. She ain't a mother. <laughs> I, it's, it's time to go. Like, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. We, That's why I'm like, oh, Mother's Day. Yeah, I mean, but it's like she have no. Day, she so. don't have be a happy day. Like, uh, it was. It, yeah, it didn't be a day. It was happy. It, it was, uh, but then I ended up, end up pulling up to season 52 because the whole family up there with my grandma and shit. And I sit down. My dad look at me like, so how's your morning going? <laughs> I was hey. like. Oh yeah, 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 and she puts you on blast to the family. Yeah, yeah. I'm weak. Yeah. yeah, 
It's okay. Yeah. Well, I'm it gonna, happens. I'm. I'm. I have, I'm. We'll talk about it. I have questions. <laughs> yeah, I have I'm nosy and I'm a healer, so I'm, <laughs> I got questions. All right. So before we get into um, the deeper conversations, I just want to ask Stassi some questions really quick. Because when I'm, I was I'm trying scared. to, I'm legit scared. No, you're not scared. Hey, I am okay. so scared. <laughs> Listen, so you be I was just kind of just scared. trying to rekindle and look back on the last ten years, and I came across this website oh, that has day. some Stasi trivia. Oh, so I want to just so ask Stassi, you. I need a wait, website can, that has Stasi trivia. I need some, I need some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> this water ain't. Hey, you should put it. in a request for that a little bit earlier. <laughs> so look, actually, I got some do. I just want to ask if this if this stuff look is here, light skin. I want to ask if some of these things are still true. Okay, let's go. Okay. So it says that your favorite movies are The Little Mermaid and Legally Blonde. Is that still true? That is. Mm. Oh, oh, damn. That Little Mermaid on the background. <laughs> on so the phone background. That's a yes. Definitely, um, definitely still true. I'm still very much a child at heart. All right. Your favorite color is pink? Yes. Yes. Then you should have put the pink shirt on. I should have put the. I should have put the pink shirt on. She your favorite color. She prefers lip gloss to lipstick. One hundred percent. You see how you see how popping it is. Three for three. Shit. You love loves to hate Jada and Will Smith. No, and that's very funny. I've actually swung to the other side of things where I love to love them, like where there's this. So I'm curious, what <laughs> led to the loving to hate? Because this was before entanglement. Um, and you know what? Um, I've become okay with not being liked publicly. Like where okay. it's like this, I no longer sit in this place where it's like, oh, I gotta be, mm-hmm. you know, what is it politically correct? Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. I don't care about none of that. Like I'm like, nah, I rather like I'm okay with sitting in the place. I mean. We mm-hmm. won't even go to the reasons of all the things back in the days, Rob. But, oh, Lord. you know. Sounds like we should. No, we shouldn't. It's 11 It's 11 11 100%. Oh, so you went to light skin. Me and you got to have some conversations. <laughs> you like numerology? Did this podcast turn into Love Connection? So, oh, right. no. Okay, so look. So <laughs> love, like so Shamala Hamala. I, I still didn't get to the answer. So you love to hate them pre-entanglement. So why did you love to hate them back then? Um... I loved to hate them because I love a good debate. Okay. So I loved the, like, they were always a conversation to be had. They still are. Yes. For real. 100%. And back then it was just, it was easier because I can play devil's advocate even when I believe one thing. Okay. Back then it was just, yeah. Because back then they were more loved than they are now. Yeah. So sure. you we hated them, you, only, you was definitely on the other end of the spectrum. That's true. Yeah, 100%. Oh, now you want to love to love them because you on the other No, side. no, 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 no. I back even back then I had questions and I loved to hate them in a way where it was like I loved to question and dig into their decisions. Like it was like I loved to ask the questions because people weren't asking the questions. Does that make sense? Got you. Got yeah, got so you. it was like that type of thing. So and they were definitely questions. I got autism, so a lot of yes. my words and understandings of things is a lot different and I'm able to see that now okay, more. So yeah, so got it's you. just like me saying I love to hate it means it's more like I love to debate it. Got it. Got you. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. To love debate conversation, love, uh, but now you yeah. love now you love love them. Oh, I love them very much out loud. Why is that? 
for the same exact reason to because them? I love to debate them. Like I love to debate the choices and and digging dig into if are you sitting on something because of the fact that it's what you've been taught mm-hmm. or is because what is socially acceptable mm-hmm. or are you making a decision from your whole self because you don't think it's proper? Got it. Okay. And now that we have more information, more, the majority of people swung from loving to hating them. So then you flipped from hating, not love, hating them, but you uh-huh. know what I mean. Yeah. I got you. Okay. That makes sense. Um, the last one I'm going to ask so we can get on. Uh, pretty boys drive you crazy. What do you mean? Like drive me crazy? I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, pretty boys have always drove me crazy, like light skin over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where, um, you know what? And it's funny because I think there was a clip where you said that you hated pretty boys mm-hmm. because you couldn't have a man that was prettier than you. 100%. And when I say, <laughs> you know what? Okay, so and when hearing that back, especially when I watched the episode because the way it was edited, um, it's that where it's like, oh, I need to be cute. It's never been that. And you know me. So know, you know, I, know. I ain't never been like the cute They don't girl. know that. I know that. I am very much, I'm, look, I ain't got no mascara on. Like, I'm like, look, my nail appointment is later. I was like, it is what it is. I will get dirty. That's mm-hmm. not my thing. It's mm-hmm. more so, if you are more caught up in looks than you are anything else, mm-hmm. then I have a problem with that. I think Rob was actually the one who told me, um, he told me I have ugly girl syndrome. And look, I this was that. This, okay. Let me okay. This is why I was like, and he let me. This is how Rob is. Me and Rob have some deep conversations. My dad was like, "Well, I'm gonna have to watch because you know you and Rob." <laughs> and he said, "You want someone to fall in love with your insides without seeing what you look like." Damn, and I said that. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Hold on. He's like, I'm he's deep. like, wait a minute. Damn. You know. But and, and I was like, I was like, I yeah. And I'm like. What's wrong with that? And he goes, that is like, he's like, that's what ugly girls do. They want you to don't worry about what they look like and fall in love with their heart and their personality. And I'm like. But that's what you should do. But you know that ain't what people be doing. Regardless of that's what people are doing, but that's what you should that's be true. doing. That's yeah. why you, like, if you don't. Pretty if you, is temporary. Pretty you, is temporary. But it's the first thing you see. I've been looking good for a long time. You can't look past oh. it. Light skin. I'm done. I mean, I'm done. Light skin. Like, yeah. Light skin. That's what happened. This, this was yeah. light skin. This but attraction does play a part. Attraction definitely plays a part. It plays but, you a know. huge part. But it shouldn't be the foundation. I understand what you're saying. It yeah, should. it shouldn't be the foundation. Yeah. It should definitely be it an should anchor. Be the person. It should be an anchor, but it shouldn't be a foundation. I got you. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what got anchor, my attention, okay. but that's what kept me around. Yes. Yeah, right. Because you can be bonus. you can be pretty, but still be ugly, like a muff. Oh yes, yeah, ugly spirit, and that's my problem. Yeah, because you already know how I am. I'm just the a way bad you bitch treat people. That oh man, <laughs> what you say? I'm Light sorry. skin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'll give you that one. Two points. Yes, yes. touche. That was a free okay. Point. I think that was fun. That yeah, was fun, right? That was fun. A little trivia, yeah. just, to, just to break the ice a little bit. Cool. So uh, before we get into some of the interview questions for you, I want to just talk about the new music that dropped, yeah. right? Because we do talk about music on this podcast a lot since we are talking about the culture. A lot of people dropped. You had Summer Walker dropped her, uh, dropped her extended version of No Love with Cardi B and SZA. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Lotto that dropped, 777. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I want to I talk about... The um, there seems to be a resurgence with the women. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I love it. 
Uh-huh. Yes. Right? Because at first, it was always only one can kind of rock at a time. Right. right. It, was, it was a Kim, then Remy, then Nikki. But it seems like there's multiple women rocking all at the same time. You got yeah. Meg rocking. I know her documentary should be dropping, I think, later this year. Mm-hmm. Um, About you, that. Yeah, we yeah. Don't, that's a whole nother conversation. He's like, yeah, don't even open it up. Yeah, don't even oh, open it up. You got Lotto rocking. You got Cardi B rocking. Mm-hmm. You got Nicki rocking because her her record just went number one. Nice, yeah. Um, so it seems to be there's like a like a kind of a kind it's of a women empowerment yeah. kind of push in hip hop, which I love it. Um, Lotto's album, I listened to it. I loved it from front to begin. I didn't think I'd skip one track. Nice. Um, I love the sleep sleep sample where she did the uh, twister. Yeah, I like um, that too. I like the big energy, obviously, and then. Uh, I saw a tweet yesterday that Mariah Carey's going to hop on the remix. Come on. So you know when Mariah hop on something that there's big money okay. pushing behind, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So she, it looked like that that she's going to have, I'm, I, and I don't want to say a Cardi B run, because I don't think you can compare anything to Cardi B's run. Mm-hmm. But this summer looks like it's hers. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that big energy uh, record's been rocking for a minute. Yeah, and then getting Mariah Carey to hop on it again, now you crossing over into pop, pop, you know, yep. uh, lane. So, yep. um, and then Cardi B's first album, every single track is platinum. So mm-hmm. I want to just talk about that and then also talk about um, the conversation that she had where she said that she could not get a record cleared yeah. because she because one of the male artists wanted to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. And I, I want to kind of gravitate that towards the women. You know, me and Foto, we probably have something to say, but not something that could relate on that level. Because I'm sure as women... You guys have probably been in situations where you've been, where you where you've had to exchange or try to get somewhere, and it's been kind of gatekeeped by a man that says, "Unless you sleep with me," you know, not saying it out loud, but maybe mm-hmm. inferring. Oh no, out loud, out loud. Well, yeah, I haven't had it like that blatant, but mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like you kind of just accept like inappropriate, you know, conversations Into or things windows. that might make you uncomfortable because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I don't want to make a big deal out of this. You know, because this person is in this position or whatever, but I've never had nobody just flat out be like, if you want this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need that. Right. <laughs> I, I haven't had that, but you know, you yeah. know how it goes. Oh, 100%. Different end of windows yeah. or kind of hinting towards that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. being inappropriate yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That? Yeah. They try to keep themselves safe for lawsuits because then they can go, no, like what I was saying was. What I meant was. And yeah. I was like, oh, you cute. Right, right, right. So you've so you've experienced that stuff. Oh, one hundred percent, straight out, like like literally was told to my face. So and so just gave just gave it up for the five hundred dollar booking, and I said, "Well, you better call her back mm. because I ain't doing it." <laughs> what what Nicki Minaj say? Look, I'm a millionaire. This pussy pricey. Like I don't play that. <laughs> right. No, for real. I don't do that. Like Come I'm like now. I'm not about that life. And I've never been that. Like I've always been more so surrounded by guys and mm-hmm. been more of, which is very interesting because I've always been very me, very feminine, very myself, and still surrounded by a whole bunch of guys, and none of them can say they were sleeping with me. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't my thing. It just wasn't my thing. It wasn't what I did. And I've always been like, uh. Not so much, but it's always very interesting watching from the other side because I give that energy. Like I walk into the room and it feels very like there's always that one. Mm-hmm. It's very rare, but there's always that one. Like, but even when I did the show, like it was like producers, they would they would go do little stuff with everybody else. They wouldn't play with me. Mm-hmm. But when the big when when the executive producer walked on onto the scene, 
I was the one they had conversations with. Why? Because the way I carried myself, I, I carried myself in a way that said, yeah, no, I'm not the one. Yeah. And that's just how it is. But everybody will try every now and again. And this always tends to be the littlest guy in the room because, you know, they, they got that fake confidence and they're like, oh, I can get her. And I was like, oh, honey, you want to back? <laughs> Oh, you want you want me to get put a, get on my back? I'll be back right. Well, I'm not short. No, integrity. Okay. Like 100. percent No, and yeah. it's so sad because all of my trauma and all the stuff I was going through, I should have been throwing it in the circle. But <laughs> you know, God gave me something extra that just wasn't. You know what yeah. that was? Growth. Look, yeah. even back then, I'm yeah. telling you. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, I think what people don't realize is. You cannot negotiate your price after you've already sold. The price is that the price. Mm. You that know part. what I'm saying? That part. Once you gave it up to somebody, yeah, mm-hmm. it starts circling around. That and is now, true. and then when you try to start start banging on the table saying I'm worth more, yeah, now you ain't. No, I think 100%. one thing that I liked about their conversation was um, he was saying like her speaking out about it mm-hmm. because some people, like he said, somebody might come in that room and think that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They might not know no better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They might come to the table and like, oh, well, maybe the other artist is doing this too and yep. they don't know. So the yep. fact that she said something, mm-hmm. I feel like, like you yeah. said, there's people coming up behind you that are going to know like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have to do that. Yeah. Right. But that's right. the difference. That that never happened before. Mm-hmm. And because that never happened before, women kept coming in the room making those assumptions. Mm-hmm. But because she's willing to speak up and she's willing to be the the one to say the thing, mm-hmm. now women behind her know, oh, wait, wait, wait. If one person said no before me. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. And yeah. that's where I've always been that one that's like, I got questions. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I'm willing to ask questions and I'm willing to be the fool. I'm willing to be the one that's like, well, we're not going to give it to you. And I'm like, well, have a good day. Like, you know, like it's not based upon that. And that's the key. Because somebody got to be willing to speak somebody out. Somebody got to be willing. Especially as, as a woman. And she said that, you know, of course, like the label will frown upon doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, bad business. Like, no, it's bad business for him to be trying me. Yeah. That should be the bad right. business. That should be the bad Not he's saying something. Right. Well. But when everything ran by men. And if you listen to enough stories, they'll even tell you it's so crazy. They'll send a woman to tell you that's what you should be doing. Mm. And oh, if 100%. you don't do it, it'll be like, well, Every such time. and such and such did it. Every time. And look where she's at. Every or time. Or such and such such did it. And look mm-hmm. where she's at. Do you want to be where mm-hmm. she's at? Every time. Okay. Well, then I suggest that you get with the program. How many high class men do you know, like in any industry that has a male secretary? None. Or a male PA. Like active PA. Like they'll have a male PA that's with them all the time. But the one that's going out, sending the messages and doing I, the things. I'm going to stop you there. An attractive secretary. You don't be seeing no ugly. You don't see no ugly secretary with no successful uh, person. No. Yeah, whether no. it be uh, a publicist, yep. Whether it be a manager, yep. whether it be a secretary, it's never unattractive. Never, that's true. No. You know why? Because then you can go talk to the attractive girls that you're mm-hmm. talking into doing, doing the things. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's on purpose. Everything has purpose. Not just that. I know it was on topic with that, but not just that. It's also um, just to att- you know attract. Other men too. Yeah, you know what I mean true. when it comes to like getting business done and shit. Because you know if if, if a man is that's going true. to act like he got more than he yeah. does, he's going to act up just because she's pretty. Right. That's, that's why true. I even see like that you know um, escorts. You know they don't have to do shit. They just got to show the fuck up. Just mm-hmm. be cute. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, cool. You got this. You got mm-hmm. her. You must know what the fuck you're doing. You must got some money. All right, I'll trust you. Yeah. Right. That's true. Yeah, that is that's true. true. That's true. That's true. I, yep. yep. The, the, the image. Right. One hundred percent. Because it is a representation of well, right. most people see it as a representation. It's a representation. That's so what that's like. true. That's, that's like true. Same thing like a trophy wife. That's a good know? point. You're not 100%. gonna get a trophy wife if you broke. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. How about the music? 
you guys, you guys are. For as far as the women, are you guys liking this new in women empowerment where multiple women are doing? There's not just the one rocking at one time. Kind of seems like you know what I mean. Absolutely, I'm glad to see it. Um, I'm kind of glad to see that kind of some of the comparison conversations are kind of dying down. Yes, because at first it was really hard for people to accept the fact that there was more than one. Like you had to either like Meg or you had to like Cardi or you right. had to like Cardi or you had to like Nikki. Like right. you could like everybody. <laughs> now you can actually like have a favorite. Right. Yeah. Like not just like, oh, is it between this and this like like oh yeah. I like this yeah. person because I like this person better than this person. Like, no, like I have a favorite. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. here for yeah. it. The music is good too. Yeah. I mean, music, let's talk about that. The music is good too. Yeah. Cardi singing. I was like, okay, girl. Okay. I was like, yes, <laughs> auto tune okay, like, that's Okay, that's not an insult coming from me. Like, I'm about that life. Like, okay. Guys use it all the time. And do it's a, it, it is an it. insult if you say it about a woman, but I am about that life. Yo, do your thing. I'm gonna have to do some auto tune on my shit. I, like love, I'm I love I love Cardi. I love Cardi what she gives doing. me life. I love what I just whoever is behind Lotto. And I'm not saying that she's not in charge of her decision making, but they are doing an amazing job. That album is, like I said, I you guys already know how critical I am when it comes to music. Yes, and I played it. I didn't skip a track. Yeah, I can I, I can tell that that she got a good team behind her. Yeah, and you know what it is? I think 100 like listening to I listened to like one track, and it was a song. It wasn't even an interview or nothing. Mm-hmm. But as an artist, like someone who writes. And someone who has been in that position, listening to one song that was not on an album, just a track that she released, I comprehended how coming in on a reality show and having things come like come around you to try to, when something tries to constrict you in a way that causes you to make a decision and you decide against the norm, you break all the modes when you break back in. Well, I'm sorry, who, you're talking about Cardi? Lotto. No, oh, Lotto. 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 Okay. okay. And where, oh, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, right. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's that thing, right? Where it's that thing where it's like, yo, you can break the mold in this place. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing like you think of like Will Smith. You think of all these people who came in at, as child stars. Or even like we, I think we talked about like the Chris Brown Rihanna thing. Like it's like if you do not shatter the image of who I was prior to this, like yes. if you come in in like this childlike place or yep. this specific genre, how you the power of first mention is real. Yes, I don't care where you look at it; it can be anywhere from religion to schooling to whatever. If you do not shatter the image, think Miley Cyrus. Mm. Like if she did not come in and shatter the image of what she oh, of what she was before, yes. like you had to obliterate it, or else she she would have never moved past it. Chris That's Brown and true. Rihanna are per- also very good examples. Perfect of that. example is Bow Wow. Oh, one hundred percent. Bow Wow. Yeah. Who? Oh, perfect example. I'm not too sure if you guys saw all the rants that he was going on over the weekend. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that is a perfect example. He tried to. He tried and tried and tried. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't. He tried to adjust his image and did not. Try no, no, to no. He tried to shatter it. Where? He tried to. Where? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. No, no, no. I don't think he did. I said in, in his when like on his run, I feel like he tried to just kind of transition mm-hmm. and it didn't work. No, because and then he, he tried, did. Yeah. But then now he is trying to shatter that yeah, image. Yeah. But 
at that time, he it, it was hard for him to mm-hmm. go from little bow wow. You just on that, you right. know. And then the other and then it was like out. big bow, and it's like nah. Well, but that's what I'm saying. I think when he got with Ti and did the freshest I is and the whatever, that's when I felt like he was trying to like, he was. all right, like y'all niggas ain't taking me seriously. So let me. But he needed to shatter shatter it in a personal sense. Like everybody else shattered it in their personal lives mm-hmm. and brought it into their music. Yeah, he tried, he tried to, to change, change his, his music. He tried to change the music. But yeah. that's just like, especially in today's day and age, like you can't do See, that. See, like, my thing with Bow Wow is like, bruh, you could have, and I know he, and I don't understand what the anger towards JD is coming from, mm-hmm. but maybe he's, I don't know what it is. But bruh, you were in the perfect position to be the new LL. Yeah, that's where true. Where all you did was just chick songs. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you could have still done the club songs or whatever, but LL for what, 20 years? Yeah. Still to this day, LL is an adjective. Yes. <laughs> like, he's an adjective to this day. Like, and I mean, and people were trying to play with Bow Wow's name before they're the, because he did a versus the with uh, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. And I was like, yo, y'all playing, Bow Wow got some he hits. Was, he, he got some hits. He just be doing some goofy shit. But that's, but that's what she's saying. Mm-hmm. He changed <laughs> the music. The music was always, was okay. But mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. you was a little questionable, bro. Yeah. yeah they, and you was always doing some weird shit. Yeah. Everybody forgot and about that's the why people didn't respect thing like that. Oh, also that too. I, for, I forgot about that. Wait, yeah. What was the cassette that thing? Yeah. Like, oh, I forgot about. Yeah. That. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What was that again? Like, I don't remember. Like, he did some. Like, he was on that list of just weird old rappers who was doing weird old stuff with. Because that was when it was like the thing to expose rappers that they yes. were sleeping with. Yeah, and I think he was one of the rappers that she was sleeping. With. Or, yeah. I think she posted like a picture of him in the bed or something. Yeah, I forgot. It was that was so long ago. I don't yeah, know. it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was intriguing. But But yeah, I, I think that's a good point. And I don't want to and please don't please do not take what I'm about to say the wrong way. But I think people would be foolish to think that what happened between Chris Brown and Rihanna mm-hmm. did not benefit both of them in oh, some shape, form, or 1, fashion. One thousand percent. Meaning career wise, yes. yes, not personally, obviously. No. Career wise, yes. For Rihanna, it 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 good, helped her good girl go from bad. innocent to good girl gone bad. Yes, right. and now I'm grown, mm-hmm. and every and everybody was okay with it because you're like, okay, we see that you're personally transitioning, and we feel bad because of what happened to right. you, Chris Brown. It obviously was a negative thing at one point in time, but I remember when Chris Brown was mad because uh, the Dream gave bed to Jay Holiday instead of to Chris Brown. And then Chris Brown was mad. He was like, well, why didn't you give me bed? And the dream said, because your label said that you're too young and that it would not be it would not be marketable for you to sing this song. And then it was like six months later. And right. then and then he did that song. Um, take you down. Take you down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was the end. And, how, was, and how and how long after did take how long after everything that happened with him and Rihanna did take you down come out? Yeah, I think it was around the same. Mm-hmm. Pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Or maybe take you down came out and then Rihanna happened. I I, I do that was like maybe ten years. I think it was. Years. I think it was before the Rihanna thing happened. What album was that? On? It took I would have to. Minute. I would have to look yeah, at. I gotta, the timeline. I gotta look at the timeline too. But it's, I think it wasn't in the second. I think it was. Was it the second album? I, it I don't know why I feel like it was on the first, but, it, but I don't think it was. Yeah. No, it was. It definitely wasn't on the first. Mm-hmm. Hell no, that was. I just remember Chris Brown was hot. Oh, one hundred percent. Because he was. He was, he was the cute little like oh wanted, singing to the teenage girls. He wanted that out. He wanted that. Yeah. Yeah, but it was yeah was on exclusive, and that was 07. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very interesting when you kind of start to dissect some of this stuff. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into some of these questions. Um, I know your fans are probably going to be listening. I'd rather we just stay on this. Like, I'm, this is fun. It was we, fun. We don't have to talk about me. Yes, we do. <laughs> no, we yes, we do. Fine. Yes, we do. Well, first of all, 
let's just get an update. Okay. Yeah, Take You Down came out, and then two years later was the Rihanna thing. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. And I remember Take You Down didn't do what it was supposed to do. Huh? It oh, did. yeah. No, I didn't do what it was supposed to Mm-mm. No. Sure Compare the numbers to take from Take You Down to Bed in Chris Brown. Oh, yeah. No, I think now no disrespect, we, I think when we look back on it, it was we good. were like, oh, that was a good song. But I think at the time, mm-mm. I think songs could be good and like the community could like that. I don't mean it actually perform well though. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I don't think that song performed well. Uh, and, 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 and I think I remember Take You Down. It was kind of like, it was kind of a mixed, like people were like, where did this come from? Right. Me? Like they was like, mm. yeah. You, I, can you go run it, sir? For, for, like, for the one, that was from high school when it came out. For the for for the one like for like you going from wall to wall to take it down. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like for us, the R and B era, I was cool with it because that was like the Trey songs, Jay yes. Holiday, Dream, mm-hmm. uh, Lloyd. Like yeah. it was dope music. So I just liked the song, yeah. but we were like, and and I knew the backstory too bad. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, this is your makeup for bed, right? So I was, but right. the general public were like. You went from running, or they said right. wall to wall to yeah. take you down. Yeah, and remember his audience it's, it's, and his right. and his and his audience were younger high school, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. and middle school high school girls. Yeah. So it was like mm. you you trying to get into the grown market, right? Mm-hmm. Would take you down, and that's not who his market was. Right. So that's why it was a little weird because yeah. usually you you want to put a song out that is to your market. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to break into the grown. But you know what? Recording, but, see, but, see, but, but, but he was grown though. Yeah. yeah. Record. That's what I'm saying. Recording albums, you tend to be about two years behind. Yes. So like you could record an album and it, he could have been 16 when he recorded an album. But by the time it's coming out and they're ready to promote it, he 18. Yeah. He's like, uh. And plus he was grown. doing grown man things. Yeah. He was on tour. Women were after him. So he wanted to. Take you down. He, he wanted to do a little strip tease at his at his, at his, at his shows, right? And you can't be doing no strip tease or running. <laughs> or the excuse me, miss. Right. That's so it. Done. Like so done. Oh, my, I'm just having all the flashbacks because I just sent that song to one of my friends as a joke, and it was a recording of him at a concert doing that, and I was laughing so hard. Like how you gonna strip and crump at the same time? Like at the same time. <laughs> like, you don't like you cannot strip and crump I'm at the same time. Hella great. Uh, you, got, you, you have to Dog, choose, sir. That era was so crazy. I remember women were so mad when he, uh, after after Stomp the Yard came out. Oh, Bruh, yeah. everybody was so mad. It was like, oh, Chris Brown's going to be a Chris Brown. <laughs> five minutes in. <laughs> Died five minutes that in. That nigga did his dance, and I was, I'm out. That's it. I was crazy. <laughs> that was so I've disappointing. I've never been that hoodwinked Dog. into going to see a movie. Oh my god! I was never a big like Chris Brown like lover like that. So. Nah, but I'm telling you, they was mad. But, but, oh, I know, you know all what? my friends was mad. It was I like was about mean. like going to see Chris Brown. Like, oh, he's so fine. It was like the the dancing. Like, oh, Chris mm. Brown could dance. You think you about yeah. to see him go crazy That's in this true. movie? Yeah. And <laughs> you saw him. He died. <laughs> it was like at the beginning scene. That was. Hard. We gotta watch Columbus <laughs> short this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bing bong, bing bong. I was so upset. Yeah, we thought we was gonna get like you know you got served too. Yeah, that's what yeah. we was thinking we was finna get. Oh yeah, yeah. dang. You know yeah, that's yeah. good. I didn't think about that yet. Yeah, Damn, man. You got served was good. That was a. Good you know the dancing movies back in the day was like when they first came out. That shit was cool. It was. Like, yeah. You had Rise. You had Stump Yard. You had Honey. You yeah. had. I went back and watched Honey, and it was so cringe. I was like, why did I think this dancing was so clean? And hey, it wasn't. Hey, <laughs> do that shit with do that shit with any other movie. 
movie that you thought was dope at the time, you'd be like, oh, this ain't it. This Look at Fast it. and the Furious. Yeah, that's uh, true. Look at Fast and the Furious. Like, oh, it's moving. They ain't going nowhere. No, <laughs> they ain't going that's nowhere. True. That's true. Yeah, if you, if you go back and watch 80? the movies, dog. <laughs> they be trash. They be trash. Yeah. Trash. Yeah, no. be trash. I went back and watched the old Jurassic Park. That was real life. Ooh. That's different. That was real no, that's life. Different. Like, that's that's different. Like, that was real life. It's still good. Like, I'm like, ooh, nah, it's still hit. Now, I'm talking about them cultural movies that people like, oh, they was a shit. Man, Save the Last Dance. I was just about to say Save the Last Dance. That used to be my movie. I went back and watched. I was like, yeah, no, this ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. How, how long did you make it? Did you make I it to the whole thing? I did. I don't even think I made it to, no, I made it to when they was in the club. Remember when she, that first time mm-hmm. she went to the club? And I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, yeah a, lot of, a lot of those movies just don't have rewatch value. Yeah. Like, they have rewatch value in that time period. Yeah, that's what right? it is. Right? But it's not like like five years on the line? Yeah. Nah. That's what, that's what you get it. when you make music according to what's popular, music, movies, yeah, anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you're just feeding to the, like, to what's now yeah. instead of stuff that we watch that's, that's timeless. Yeah. yeah. Right. You just there was some for the time and there's some that are timeless. Some stuff right. just don't like, age well. Like, like uh, what's that movie in the canon? Love Don't Cause a Thing. Never watched that movie ever again. I, I, I recently watched Rest it. Rest in peace. <laughs> it, 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 it was on Netflix. Yeah, I would never watch a movie. Again. Damn, yeah. and no, it was terrible. It was, no, yeah. it was sucked. Tell yeah, me, it didn't no. suck. But Drumline, Drumline, yeah, Drumline, yeah, Drumline, okay. different. You could probably find some stuff in there that's kind of like cringy, but the but the message in the movie only like the pickup lines is like cringy, yeah. but. The rest of the movie is actually pretty good. And then trying to take Nick Cannon serious. I don't think I could take him I don't think we took him serious then. I know, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sorry. Did, did we, we take him seriously take now? I'm like, I'm like I can't who take took him serious in nothing. No. Yeah, Nick Cannon. Did he date Christina Milian at one point in time? Yeah, that's how she got the part on the movie, I think. Nick Cannon's a sniper on the low. Like, on the low. On the low? On the low to y'all? Maybe to us. I was like, Nick Cannon... He gives me every bit of I would never want to be in a room with him by myself. I'm, but I'm, well, I think the proof is in the pudding. I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive, so I'll be looking at dudes like, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Don't end up baby mama number seven. No, Oh, baby, look. Is this, <sighs> I ain't got no kids. I don't know. I, ain't I got lost no, count. I'm I like, eight. I ain't got no kids now for a reason. I, I don't know. I lost count. I can smell fertility, so I'll run from dudes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what you been up to, Stas? Oh, you know, nothing. Hiding from people. Definitely been hiding. You've been doing a damn good job of Thank it. you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am the queen of it. No, um, honestly, I have been figuring out who I am. Like figuring out not just who I am, but who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Where you get to a point, like 23-year-old me. Like people don't understand how shy I was. Like me even going through the audition, I had to be talked into it. Mm-hmm. Like another friend was going. Like when I tell you, even to this day, I talk. I talk to spirit, and I talk about how much I feel set up. Mm-hmm. Even in that point in my life, where I was like, me today. She looks back at twenty three year old me and be like, "Yo, how did you let yourself get talked in this?" I wouldn't change a thing, but it's just like right. my shy self. Like I'm very shy. I'm social. But I'm an introvert. I'm a social introvert, but I am very much an introvert. And going to the audition, and the only reason why I went through with it is because they were like, oh, if you're not auditioning, you can't come in. And my friend was like, don't leave me by myself. Yeah. <laughs> mm. and, my wow. da- and my dad, like legit, it was, on my, it was on my dad's birthday. And my dad was like, he's like, yo, worst case scenario, you go, they don't pick you. Best case scenario, you go and we can like have videotape and keep in mind this was back in the day. It was like he's like we can 
pop the DVD in, show your kids and laugh. Like, remember that one time? <laughs> now look I, at you. Right. I had never seen the show. Like, I was that weirdo. Like, I'm all the way through the audition process. And my friend was like, Alexis was like, you probably oh, should watch this show. Probably. That's, that's wow. who you went with? What? No, she, no, she said, no, no, no. Uh-oh. Alexis talked me into it, though. She was a big part of it. And I love you, Alexis, but girl. <laughs> um, she was like, you should watch it. Because I did. I had never seen, wow. I had never watched the full episode of the show. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be like that. Interesting. Yeah. And still, still to this day, I don't watch reality TV. I didn't watch it. I, I did like before, somebody, but I stopped. Like after after the all the the dating shows and shit, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know those. Yeah. Um, I just didn't give a damn. Yeah, I was like, nah. Like if somebody else put, like will put it on, like all right, I'm watching with you, but I'm mm-hmm. not gonna be like consciously like, oh, let me go and watch this. Yeah, I stayed right. the fuck nah. away. No, I was too busy. I, I like had, cartoons. I had three and jobs. Yeah. I had three jobs when I went on Bad Girls Club. Wow. So. Yeah. Hey, I've had a job since I was 14 years old. Like. So doing TV or trying to get famous or whatever, that dream died when I was little. Like writing music. I've write, written music since I was six, maybe. Mm-hmm. So going on TV to try to do reality TV shows, I never took that. Like you said, it was like dating shows was the only place where women were getting any play. Mm-hmm. And I was that was never my thing. Like I was like, I was never the girl. It's like, I want to marry somebody rich and famous. Like I was like, please. I'm like, how can I get my own coin? Okay. Like, you know, like I've always been that though. It's, so it's crazy how much just the writer strike alone changed so much yeah. shit. Yeah. Like reality TV wasn't all that big until they had no choice but to go with everything being reality TV. Mm. And so now there was like, damn, reality TV is actually winning. Right. So it's like, let's do more of that shit. Right. You know? So it's just like, damn. And now it's going back the other way. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like now things are shifting back, but mm-hmm. what had to happen for that to shift back? People had to be forced to live in their own reality so that then they can realize, I don't want to watch a whole bunch of other people fake drama. Mm-hmm. Right. And now it's going back into it. Right. That's me. Like I watch nothing but drama on TV. Why? Because I try to keep as much drama out of my own life as possible. <laughs> so I watch dramatic TV and then I go back to my life and everything's pretty much copacetic. Like that's enough and- drama for me. Right, I'm go good. Look for it. It's on TV. That's it. I think a lot of the reality shows too just started to get repetitive, redundant mm-hmm. as fuck. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the same shit. It's like nothing's like surprising. Right. You know what I mean? It's just the same. It's the same thing, just different faces. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? One hundred percent. Literally. Yeah. But that's I because think that's, that's because they get caught up in the in the cycle. Like, oh, this is what's worked. So let's yep. keep producing what's working. What's working? You got all these, watching. Right. You got all these different flavors of cereal, but it's still it's still cereal. Right. It's still cereal. <laughs> like at some point, like. Yo, the aisle is full. Like, let's do something different. Mm-hmm. You and know? people going to start to want something different. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But the I, want has to happen before the change. Exactly. Mm, well, the, okay, yeah, you're right. The the want does have to happen. However, you have to see the want that you want it before yep. you can actually say you yep. want it for the change to yeah. happen. Yeah. Somebody Sometimes give you something. Right. The change has to, you, the, the, the change has to be shown mm-hmm. before you be like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's more change. Yeah. But you got to be, but who, like, like, let's think about it. We're talking mainstream. We're talking television, entertainment, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, like, that's always been my biggest problem. And Rob can attest, like, I've always been five steps ahead of what's going on in the mainstream. So it's like, even now, like some of the stuff, like my friends, like they joke because a lot of people who know me now know this version of me. There are people in my life who find out about television me and be like, what? And they like lose it. And then I'm like, 
I've never hidden any part of myself. But if you don't know or you don't ask, then you won't know. But like they'll listen to something. They be like, you need to like re put this out right now because it's what's hot right now. And that's the story of my life. Like I'm always five steps ahead of everybody because I tend to pre-see what's what's going on. Gotcha. I tend to see what's 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 going to be hot, what's going to be popular. And it's like, if they would have just held out, like, you know, if they would have just waited, like, it's like Lotto, like if Lotto would have dropped when she came out of Jermaine Dupri's show, mm-hmm. it would not have been the right time for her. Mm-hmm. She would have sizzled out and it wouldn't have been this, this thing. Yeah, and now she's true. leading the charge because she was willing to take a step and really yeah. cultivate what it was that she, or if, she was. Or if Love and Hip Hop, if Cardi B came out 10 years before she did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when Nikki not, came out, like if she would have dropped when Nikki came out, not when she did, then it would. Well, been a whole I, I'm story. just saying, even saying the transition from reality TV to music, mm-hmm. there may there may not have been a pipeline for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, no, may not. It wouldn't have been because the only person that somewhat did it that was ahead was um was uh was the golly, what's the name of the song? M- making the band. Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> That was a kind of a head because it was reality TV, but mm-hmm. it was also then music, there was a yeah. mu- there was a physical uh, item you can buy with it after the fact. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they didn't work out, mm-hmm. but the I mean, really, identity came. I think they had like two albums or whatever. But I think honestly, the issue with that is just what artists from from D it's the really they really yeah, last. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, it but, was just but, the concept yeah. of we're going to we're pretty much going to try to put a band, a band together and let's watch the let's see how this shit goes mm-hmm. behind the scenes and right. then just market that so like let's make money off of all possible ways right, right. that's what I'm saying and day 26 like the music was but day good. 26 there was the people still to this day yeah. look for day 26 music yeah. people yeah. to this day still look for Danny Kane yeah. but nobody had the business mind to come out of that and create a career after that because um, banking on that well because yeah. well because well because puff he was already thinking ahead of it already oh, 100%. by they look, so locked in they came i'm gonna anyway. i'm gonna sell the show That's what I was gonna say. i'm also gonna sell the music and if the music pops off you under contract so if 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 you if you pop off singly you already signed yeah or if you pop off as a group you already signed yeah. so worst case scenario is i make money off the show yeah if you flop i still make money yeah but if you do good yeah. i'm gonna make more money yeah so he was 360 deal. You ain't you ain't going to be able to get game. over on him. Yeah. But Love and Hip Hop, there is no Love and Hip Hop album. There is no, no Love and Hip Hop record yeah. label. Cardi B, the exposure that she got on that show helped people connect to her cuz back in the day as an artist, you did not want nobody to know about your personal life. Mm-hmm. It was always this mysterious mm-hmm. like Beyonce you didn't know anything about it. But it. into this day and age, they want the artist to be more mm-hmm. personable, more connected. Yeah. That's why social media is so big. So for you to be on television to see somebody see a perception of your life, mm-hmm. then get connected to you, yeah. then you're like, okay, like, and I think even on the show, wasn't that one of her storylines? Her storyline was, was trying her to make the album. Yeah. yeah. So it's like now I see you going through the process of making the album or trying to make it in mm-hmm. into the music industry. So now I feel invested. Mm-hmm. Because I saw you starting out, and yeah. now I see you where you're at. So that's why hers works so good yeah. is because people were invested from the beginning. Yeah, hers works so good because she didn't change up. Like even as coming from somebody who never was into reality TV or whatever, but watching even like just take it all the way back to like a YouTube guru, like mm-hmm. somebody who did mm-hmm. makeup, where it's like if you coming in and you make your you build your brand on drugstore makeup and stuff that you can get from everywhere in right. the moment. 
a big name wants to back you, you drop everything and become this different thing. And now it's like the you people who, audience. yeah, the, you lose your audience. You lose audience. But Cardi B, that that's something that she didn't do. She held on to her brand. Like it was like, yo, no, no. She made her brand around who she is. Yes. And then she stuck with that. And even where now it, where it moved from, Fucking Hondas to Bentleys. Yes. She's mm-hmm. still very she's much. Still I'm still, still Cardi B, and yeah. I'm still me in a, in a Bentley. It does not change anything, and that is where she is very much different than anybody else before her because people elevate. Like they, it's like this idea of like you move out the hood and you forget where you come from type of thing. And it's mm-hmm. like no, she's like oh, don't get me wrong. I'm still ratchet. Right. Like, right. and that's very much who I am. But mm-hmm. how much money I make does not determine who I am. And that's what and I love about her. She said something to that extent where she was saying, like, you know, I think I forgot what deal she got or what designer she was working with. And she was saying, like, people told me that how I am, I wouldn't be able to be in these rooms mm-hmm. and I'm here. Like I, they told her that she would have to change how she talks, yep. change how she, to be able to get in those rooms. So, I mean, I feel it and I respect it. Cause I say that all the time. Like I gotta be me and I gotta do what feels yep. right for me because I don't want to go viral or build a platform on something that I'm not. And right. then I feel like that's why a lot of these creators be so depressed uh, because oh, they've created this brand. Persona. And mm-hmm. then it's like, I can't even be my, myself Myself. like i have to this is how everybody sees me you feel so boxed in i'm like i ain't boxing myself in it's me that part and if it if it don't pop it don't pop i I gotta be true to myself i think that's what happened with frank ocean because you know everybody you know everybody loved him when he came out right and then when he dropped his most recent album it wasn't the best that people were waiting for because i mean like we all wanted something from frank he was looking Mm -hmm. for him he kept talking about he's gonna he's gonna drop dropped hella later and then it wasn't everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. However, that's what Frank wanted to do yeah. in the beginning. That's what he beginning. wanted to do. Yeah. He did his own thing, and that's and, and it wasn't really for it wasn't for us. Yeah. It was for him, and we yeah. just chewed him up over it. Yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So it's like, why are we tripping off of what the creators want to create if it's not for? Us. Because of the fact that it's, uh, you go back to that conversation we were having earlier about Rihanna and Chris Brown, Bow Wow. It's like you create a fan base off what you put out first, the power first mention. So you suck me in with what you got first. Like you give me an appetizer mm-hmm. and then you want me to now, like you giving me all, like it's like giving me Chinese food and then now all of a sudden you want me to just take a, a burrito. It's like, um, I'm sorry, no. Yeah, because this is your fan base. Yeah. Say, I think uh, another artist that did that was Pink. Remember, she came out R&B, mm-hmm. but that's not what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But that's what they wanted her to do, and that's how she could get the deal. Mm-hmm. And that's not what she wanted to do. And then she switched over to doing more punk like... Punk rock. And- punk rock, exactly. But, I mean, it worked for her. She yeah. was able to, it all, you know, you know but... This, it's, it's, it works, it's, but... It's the opposite, though. Like, it's easy to shift into a place... When the genre is smaller, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. To shift into a bigger genre versus you you come into a smaller genre where it's like the fan base is smaller. The fan base is way more specific. Right. It's way more honed in. And then you like, you want that honed in fan base. It's why it's easier to break. It's, it's why easy, it's easy for Nikki to go pop. It's easy for, you know, it's easier to shift from a smaller fan base into a broader mm-hmm. fan base than it is to shift from a, mm-hmm. you know, a broad to a smaller. It's like, mm, not so much because it's not as much room in the people who have been loyal and backing you and feel, then they feel betrayed. And then you get those tend to be people that be the loudest. You know, they want to yell that they want the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, which That's- sucks. It sucks, but I get it. Yeah, it is. 
Trust me, I get it more than most people. <laughs> well, and, and and I think um, I think you kind of said it before. That's one thing. Like when people ask me about you being on the show, I'm like, that's her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, it may. 10% I mean, of me, it may be. Me. It may be cutted. It may be edited. It may be manipulated. But as far as what you what you were on the show, mm-hmm. I was like, that's who she is. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. so oh, was she that crazy? I was like, she's not crazy. Yeah, but I was like, you push the right buttons. But when you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you were saying like people look at you now and be like, like I see this Stassi and I see TV mm-hmm. Stassi. Mm-hmm. So personally, obviously, I know you. But yeah. for the people that are out there, is there a difference between Stassi now and Stassi TV Stassi? Or just kind of explain that explain that dynamic because I know you as introverted quiet right. state of myself and then i get in the booth and go hard yes. and then come out and <laughs> so, be like was that okay like right. he's like uh you wait what did you say um it's funny you know <laughs> i'm just remember i'm remembering when i first started when i met rob and mm. i used to mess with rob all the time at work and he used to get on, i used to get on his nerves because <laughs> i'm 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 me and i love an introvert and so I know he's an introvert. So I would just say stuff and just be like, we're going to be friends, me and you. Because I knew. But it's that part of me that's like, I am all of this. I have the capacity to be whatever version of me I want to be. Mm-hmm. I never, I am never fake. I just know how to show up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like that, it's that ability to. Cold switch. Yeah, and it's, well, it's not it's not really cold switching, but, but, but it's it's, it's yeah, and it's it's a lane of cold switching, but in a way where it's like you chameleon. know, yes, I'm sorry, there we it, go. But I don't even want to say chameleon. Well, it's the thing, because okay, but so, but I understand what you're trying to say. Right. I'm just saying because for the people listening, because when I hear chameleon or when I hear cold switching, it feels fake. Yes, it feels very, but fake. it's not. It's just I think people, man, like people, and I I don't want to butt in, but I think people try to put you in a box oh 100 and don't realize how complex human beings are 100%. like because there's like as far as being an introvert like there'll be times where i'll go out and people are like oh i thought you were so quiet i'm like i can be yes like oh well so why are you being so social because i can be right, right. <laughs> like no, i, I am capable social and mm-hmm. introverted in different times in different spaces yeah. depending on who i'm around and but for you to think that I'm introverted all the time mm-hmm. is misguided. Yes, because I can be different mm-hmm. things at different times, but it doesn't make me fake. It yes. just means I'm multi layered, right? And I think that's where that's what you're trying to yeah. say, yeah. And that's what she's Adaptable. trying to say. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I Adaptable. think that's a better word. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. And that's the and that's the difference where it's like everybody want everybody's like, oh, you're supposed to be a kitchen knife. No, baby, I'm a Swiss Army knife. Right. I show up as what I need to be for what it is that needs to show up. And it's it's interesting because even in a doing for the show, um, like you do your you do the in person thing, like you know everybody sitting around a table, and it was like eleven of us maybe sitting around a table, and everyone's just you know they're all talking. Which all these girls they didn't all been on they didn't all watch the show. They know what's going on. I'm the weirdo. They don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. And all I know is to be me. I don't know what they're looking for, so I'm not editing myself in no way, shape, or form. Because I don't know what the point of it is. But when I get past the second in-person interview where they're actually interviewing you on camera Mm -hmm. and they call people, they're like, we need to call three people or whatever. When they called me and they were like, we have never had someone's ex, their best friend, and their dad 
all describe them the same exact way. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in like they were like, well, tell us about her. How is she? What kind of person is she? What would we expect? He was like, we've never had some like literally these are the furthest away from like, oh, your best friend, your ex-boyfriend and your dad. Like these people should not interview, like say the same thing about you. And they all did. Because I'm very much myself, I am very much my whole self. What part of me you may get at a certain point may differ. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm very honest, even when you don't want me to be on blunt, even when you don't want me to be, it's it's all it's layered. Like I'm I've always been multi multi-layered. It just is what it is. Um, there's no difference in who the only difference is who I am today versus who I was then is right. I've went through healing. Right. Like I've healed mm-hmm childhood trauma and I've been able to face things and see things and heal the idea of me to myself. That's the only difference. I'm still very much me. Mm-hmm. 23 year old me, she teaches me a lot of my capacity and my ability. Like, and I look to her for things that I would have never thought I was capable of, mm-hmm. but because I was able to do that and I was able to compartmentalize and step into a place I mean, they're like everybody's like, oh my God, I'm so glad you found God. I was like, oh honey, let me explain something about me. There was a rule about no books when we were filming, and they would bring me my Bible every morning while I was filming the show to let me read my Bible while I was in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So I did not find God. Like it's because I never lost God. Mm-hmm. I read my Bible when I was filming BGC, and they recorded me a couple times. It just didn't make the tell. It didn't make the show because it didn't fit the narrative in which they were, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they were producing for me. Which don't get me wrong, I have. There's no hate. I love the producers. The producers were amazing to me. Um, I mean, oxygen still calls to this day. I chose to step out of spotlight so I can decide who, if I ever presented again, who I wanted to present. Right. And so that when I did represent, represent myself to whoever, I was a commodity and not just stepping into a place where it's like, oh, you have free reign to make me look like, see, be like whoever you wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. I was going to lotto the game, right? Like, it's okay. like I'm going to make sure that when I step in, I get full control and what it is that you present is 100% up to me. Got you. Got you. Control your image. Yeah. I control 100%. my narrative. 100%. I've always controlled my narrative, though. Mm-hmm. If And that's the part we don't comprehend. I control my narrative on Bad Girls Club. Mm-hmm. They could not present something to the world that I did not first give them. Mm-hmm. They can edit it down and make it look like whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, some people go, oh, my God, you're, like I wish they wouldn't have made you look like. I said, they couldn't make me look like anything. Mm-hmm. They could use what I gave them and yeah. edit it, but they couldn't make it look like something fake. Like, I mean, there's scenes where I wasn't even there that day and yet I'm sitting somewhere and it's like, but because I'm sitting there, it is what it is. Like, right, right. But that's why I be trying to tell people. Because people be like, oh, you twisted my words. I can't twist your words if you didn't say it. You can't twist my words. Like Same it's like thing. That. I think same thing with on, with on TV. They be like, oh, they made her look bad. You can only look, make somebody look bad. I mean, obviously you can manipulate and switch yeah, things. But, but what I'm saying is if it's not on the tape, they, then they can't use it. You know what right? I mean? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. as I'm trying to get into my journalistic bag. Yeah, I like it. So I can't ask this question. I have to ask this question as far as you my journalistic integrity. You better. Okay. So during the screening process, mm-hmm. there's been a rumor going around mm-hmm. that yes. oxygen. Okay. I just. <laughs> I already know. I got to ask it because I got to ask Go it. Go ahead. Um, there has been a rumor that they would. 
and I'm not, you just please correct me if, if what I'm saying is off or wrong. Okay. They would give a psychological test and that they would pick those who they feel like were mentally vulnerable to take advantage of them on the show. Ooh. Now, hold on. Now, if you can't answer it, uh-huh. because I know there's contracts and litigation, but- Oh, baby. She out of contract. Okay. Speak on it. shit. <laughs> <laughs> trust me. Like, I didn't- Yeah, I didn't, I didn't been in some meetings because I didn't say some stuff. But I told him, look, it is what it is. What you gonna do? What you gonna take? Like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be me, and they knew that- um, Mentally vulnerable, and when I say that, listen, I know so, what you, I know okay. exactly. What but you let mean. me clear it up for the people listening. Okay, I'm not saying they picked all crazy women. Right. What I'm saying is they looked into their background and saw certain triggers oh, that 100%. they can press on the show to get a reaction. One hundred percent. Um, I was a flight attendant for seven years, um, which means you know y'all done been to airport. You know how security is. Mm-hmm, you got to go mm-hmm. through all the things, which mm-hmm. means. I have FBI level clearance mm-hmm. when it comes to my background checks, right. yada, 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 yada. So they didn't run fingerprints, footprints, toe prints, like DNA to get, make sure that, cause I don't have to go through security. Like you right. walk, I can walk through a back door of an airport and get on a plane, which right. means that we need to make sure that you are who you say you are. Well, mm-hmm. and after nine 11, obviously they had to go yes. through extensive. 100%. Yes. Like yes. they create all the rules and regulations the process to that process mm-hmm. was simpler than the process, than the psychological testing Sheesh. that I went through. Yeah. Um, and I make that joke and people don't comprehend like, no, no, no. Like I'm serious. Like I literally sat there and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay. The way my dyslexia is set up, the way my, like, I'm like, you want me to fill all this out by hand with a pen? <laughs> like it was, it was a whole, but it was all about like the psychological. And I'm talking about, what was your relationship with your mama like? Like, did your mama did your did your mama make you feel nurtured? Like, did your mama love on you enough? Like, it was like that. Like, we're trying to find triggers. Like, we're trying to figure out what'll really make you tick. Like, what you know? Like, they they cast the black girl who who's you know who has a problem with the non black girls dating the black men, and then they date the non then they get the non black the non black girl who only dates black men, and they put them both on the same show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's it's, what they look for. Yeah, it's that you find. How can a, we create the most drama? How can we put oil and water together? And it's more so the oil and the water, right? And then you find the ones and you find the ones who are hungry mm-hmm. for the attention, mm-hmm. that are hungry for- Like the, a Judy. Yeah, I love my Judy. Yeah. That's my baby. I love you, Judy. But as you're talking, and, and, and there's no disrespect to her, oh, but no. obviously- Oh, oh, Oxygen got some threats for me behind that one. Yeah. I, obviously, she was casted for a reason, and oh, I'm sure they saw the alcoholism in her background. And yeah, she was definitely mm-hmm. center of attention, mm-hmm. want to be on the camera. Oh, yeah, 100%. So. 100%. I didn't, I look. Well, I think if anybody protected her or looked out for her the most on the show, it was mm-hmm. it was you. Yeah. And even after, like, there's, like, look, I can tell you some stories, okay? Mm-hmm. Oxygen didn't call me, like, look, you can't be, uh, mm-hmm. you cannot call people threatening them like that. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want calls from people I care about threatening to take their life because of some bull y'all didn't pulled. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because y'all didn't put something in her head and then you take it from her and now her life is not worth it. Like, and now I'm stuck trying to hop on a plane mm-hmm. because I'm on the phone with her mama and I'm like, I'm like, 
this is like this ain't for play for me. Right. Y'all didn't y'all moving on. Y'all filming y'all next season. Mm-hmm. This is not for play. This is real life. And now I'm trying to hop on a plane on the phone with the girl mama and she got a knife and I'm this Yeah. I look, I was like oxygen oxygen will be Judy Network if this girl don't make it through tonight. If once I'm done. Hmm. Because this is not okay. Because of the fact that stuff that was going on behind the scenes and requirements that y'all put on her, which let me know that y'all knew something wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So therefore you put, oh, we're going to make sure we do this thing. But if it was worth that thing, then you should have removed her. Right. But because you were more worried about putting stuff on camera than you were about this person's livelihood and their mm-hmm. in their mental state. And I love, like, I have nothing, like the producers on the show are amazing, but everybody has a job to do. And at the end of the day, when your job to do is way more important than the individuals that are doing the thing, then it's different. But I done got into some trouble. Like, they was like, look, you can go to jail for saying this to people. And I'm like, I don't care. Hmm. Like, I don't care. Jail does not threaten me when when it comes to someone's life and someone I care about. Like, I love Judy. Like, people, like, to this day, like, you know, I didn't put the show on Hulu, so I'm getting all the the reiterations of me being a bully and this, this, and that. I'm like, okay. You're welcome. Like, you know, like, it is what it is. Like, you know, if, if I got to be Maui, then it is what it is. But at the end of the day, it's like, yo, I was me. And those girls were there 24 hours a day. And they all love me. And it makes no sense to be, oh, I'm a bully and I'm a this. But then those girls be right in my bed, laid up under me, crying to me mm-hmm. all their problems 20 seconds later, which should tell you, you missing something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's nobody looking that deep, huh? Most of the people ain't looking that deep. Well, you'll be surprised. Some people hit me up. And no, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, but for the most part, when you're watching the show, uh-huh. you ain't looking to see because, like no. you said, like yeah. it's and now people are looking in society's today's age. I didn't know it was it was, it was back on Hulu. Uh-huh. So all that bullying, yeah. all that stuff. Oh, so yeah. people gonna be looking back on what was the standard then. Mm-hmm. And looking at now's days. And oh, yeah. Like, cancel culture lens, quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bullying and this and this and that. But you can't cancel nobody that's not on social media. Like, right. you ain't even on I, social I'll media. I'll never be on social media. <laughs> so, people, like, somebody was like, you're trending on Twitter. And I was like, what? I had to go look on my Twitter. And I look, Twitter hit me up a long time ago. Like, um, people have been trying to break into your Twitter. We need to. Wow. Because my Twitter is like, my social media is all verified. So mm-hmm. they're like. Oh, we need to. We need new ID <laughs> pictures and all that stuff. People be big mad when they can't cancel somebody. Yeah, like I, I and me, we always joke about it on here about getting canceled. Mm-hmm. But I joke about it here because it's funny. Yes, if y'all wanted to cancel us, you can't cancel us because nobody owns us. We own that stuff. Yeah, we own the podcast. So I mean, you we could, you could, you could write a letter to YouTube. You could write a letter to whoever hosted. But the bottom line is, whatever, if we wanted to put out the content, we could find a way to put out the content. 100%. But if somebody owned us, mm-hmm. then yes, yeah. mm-hmm. you could write a letter to them, yeah. then they could, then it comes down to, so. You're going to write a letter to us. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you're going to write, you need, like, to, cancel, you need to cancel mm, yourself. No. <laughs> but this is the same no. conversation we had back doing music. Like, we had this same conversation around around music and no. all when that. When you like, own your when you content, own you, you can't bully me. Mm-hmm. No. And I can be authentically me without having to get pressure from somebody to write my checks. I right. can do what I want. Right. So. Right. But that that that's only if you hire me and not a persona. Yeah. If you hire a persona, then you can require that that's that true. persona shifts. But if you hire me, then you get me authentically, authentically. my whole self. Yes. You and that's me? the difference between me and most people where I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you get whatever. And 
whether or not I wanted those bad girls club checks or Man, not. You finna get this photo big. And that, see, but that, but what she's saying is so profound because who was it? I think it was Will Smith that talked about that. Talked about building a persona that wasn't him. Mm-hmm. Didn't he? Yeah. And then I think in his book or whatever, or when he was on the Red Table Talks and all mm-hmm. those interviews, and he was saying that he was trying to be what everybody wanted him to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he had to realize that he had to be him. Yeah. And it just this this just this duality that we live in in this in this society where even on social media i'm 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 only posting what i want people to see i'm only posting the good i'm only posting yeah. the trips i'm only posting the job promotions but i'm not posting the, the other stuff reel. and it's like and then when people get in perception of you it's like they're only getting to see the best of what you present mm-hmm. and then they don't really get a good idea of sometimes of who you are some people are authentic on social media i think it just Again, social media is a tool, but there's too many people that live in a duality of the perfect version of who I want to be uh-huh. and who I actually yep. am. And when the gap gets too big, then that's when you start losing yourself mm-hmm. because the gap between who you present and the gap between who you actually are, when that gap begins to grow, people lose they sh- in the middle. Well, even, yep. even, even that's- I think the pandemic definitely exposed a lot of that because, um, you have to then face who you who you're with, and, who and you I are. think I and who you are, and um, <laughs> I think the conversation is similar to what's going on with inflation right now. Yes, if you have been living off of borrowed money for so long, come on, Rob, and then one day whoever you owe is gonna come knocking at your door saying, "All right, you've been you've been living in all these nice houses, you got the nice car, but the bill is due." And then at that point, you're going to have to ante up and say, look, either I get rid of the stuff that I was showing everybody uh-huh. and living off of what I can actually uh, afford, yeah. or I'm going to have to keep borrowing money and keeping this facade uh-huh. up. And, and you become a slave to that. And and I think when these people, and I'm not saying that it's all the people that are committing suicide and depression, but it does play a major factor into 100%. it. 100%. When the person that you are catches up to the person that you want to be, or you've been showing then there is some conflict. Yeah, somebody got it. Somebody got to die. Somebody got to go. Yeah, it's like yeah, one yeah, one yeah. or the other. So like your ego gonna have to die, boo. And, and the, perso- like the persona that you left with, are you okay with that? That's and it, what- yeah, and 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 most times it's violent. So that's why anybody ever asked me about you, I would tell. Them, I said she authentically on the show is what you get off the show yeah. on camera is what you get yeah. off a of camera. Yeah. So um, yeah. I wanna I wanna. Um, in this, not in this, but get on to where you are at now. Cause I know that you're in a much more positive space. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, we, you know, obviously talk about a lot of mental health here and just healing and journey. So I know that you're saying that, that your, I don't say silence, but, mm-hmm. um, your absence has been because you've been working on yourself yeah. and healing. So I want to just, um, uh, give you the opportunity to talk about that. Cause obviously you have a lot of influence. And there are a lot of that always uh, shocks me when people say that. But you, but you do. So I just want to give you the floor to just talk about that journey and where you've been and where you are now, and just the importance of just doing the work. It's funny. I, um, as soon as you said that, it reminded me of the very first TikTok I posted. I said, "Silence isn't always due to a lack of action. Sometimes it is, in fact, proof that intense that intent and intentional action action is what's mm-hmm. taking place." Um. You've never seen a sprinter doing an interview while in the middle of a race. Why? Because I'm busy. Right. And taking time out to post or to present something postable mm-hmm. is what it takes way too much time and effort. 
especially because of the fact, and this is not just like, you know, as a woman, I can only speak from a a feminine place. As women, we are always taught to put the best face forward to mm-hmm. present mm-hmm. properly. Like it's not even like you don't even let people come over without letting you know first why because you need to let me make sure that my house look like how I want it to look like before yep. I let you in. Right. And that is when you're constantly being pumped that information, even though I've never really lived in that place per se, it's always been this thing. And I've taken it in and, and you know, you can only get rid of it as much as so much. Right. Where Because, I mean, even doing the show, my dad used to be like, did you, you was wearing that, you took that nightgown with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, he still to this day teases me about wearing my nightgown. He used to like, don't laugh, I'm serious. I just, I'm threw, so I just threw my nightgown away the other day. I was like, dang, I didn't want to throw it. But I kept wearing it. And I'm like, this is still my favorite. Oh, but he'd be man. like, you did not wear that nightgown. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you knew they was recording you? <laughs> and I'm like, the cameras become furniture at some point. But right. yeah. that's where you got to get to. You got to get to the point where the cameras become furniture and it's no longer me living for the cameras. Right. It's just you doing you. And pulling away from social media was easy because even when I was doing social media a lot, I, I, had, I had an assistant. Like, she was the one on it. Mm. She was the one taking the pic, like on me, take the pictures, post the things, do the things, Mm -hmm. except for when I was posting what I was actively doing. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm actively on a health journey, I'm sharing. If I'm actively doing a thing, then I'm willing to share that or share my process, mainly because I was a verbal processor. So it was easy to just get on there and verbally process. Mm -hmm. But more so now, I am um, stepping into this place of sharing simply because I want people to feel safe to be in process. Mm-hmm. I want people to feel safe being like, yo, yep, that's laundry on my bed. It's been sitting there for a week and I, <laughs> I sleep in this little corner. You know, like, it's fine. Like, because that is real life. Like, you know what I mean? That's normal. And we've created this idea where everything got to look like Hallmark or like mm-hmm. what is, and it's like, yo. The aesthetic. The aesthetic of things. And guess what? The aesthetic of my life is process. Like, girl, look, the way this brain is set up, like stepping into this place of realizing that there is no mental disability that anybody can tell me about me that I have not already lived with and felt bad about mm-hmm. my whole life. And now you're giving me a read like, oh, wait, so. I'm not stupid. My brain works different. Mm -hmm. Cool. Now I'm going to go, well, how does my brain naturally work? Versus this idea of going, oh, well, I have this. So you need to treat me different. No, no, no. That makes that turns it into an excuse and not a reason. I comprehend the reasons why I work the way I work and don't make them into excuses and go, oh, okay, cool. I sit in a place where. Because of this is how my brain functions, this is how I process. And my friends always be like, how did you see it that way? way?" And I'm like, it's just the way my brain works. Mm -hmm. And it's special and it's different and it's a superpower. And because of that, I function better when things look like how my brain looked like. And to neurotypicals, it looks like chaos. But to me, it looks perfectly normal. And stepping to that place with spirit and and spirit being like, you got to present this because there's so many people who can benefit from Mm -hmm. being, from seeing that there's nothing wrong with being in process. Like process is a lifelong journey. If you are not in process, then you're not breathing. No, that's not Because there's no point. 
That's facts. People always think it's a destination. Like, and I feel like we live in that destination mindset. Like, mm-hmm. once I do this, then I'll be good. Like, you're always going to be in the process mm-hmm. of doing something else or mm-hmm. trying to elevate or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, and there is no destination. You just got to be okay with, like you said, being in process because you always will be. Mm-hmm. Or oh, you'll never stop. be happy. Right. Yeah. You'll it, never be happy. Yeah, it never stops. It's, yeah. it's, it's a constant, what else can I do? Right. What more can I what do? Next? Am I going to do this for the rest of my life? Right. Is this what I'm deciding on? Right. I don't think so. Right. This is always constantly changing. Yeah. And we have no idea what the hell's going to happen. No. You know what I mean? We don't have no idea what's going to happen in the next hour. No. We can plan it. We can, you know, have an expectation, but that expectation yeah. isn't, isn't always met. Right. But no. if you root it to your expectation, then that's why life has control over you. And that's exactly. why everything that happens that doesn't fit into your expectation has the control to throw you through a loop. And now you are without an anchor. That's why you appreciate mm-hmm. the shit that you had and the shit that you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And where you Even are going now. or poss- the possibility of where it's going. Like I tell people, life is like a, a road trip, right? I think I'm going to say about a box of chocolate because you uh. <laughs> Yeah, I look. No, this guy's funny. Almost, kind of, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> you, never, you definitely never know what you're gonna get. But the only difference, like when you're on a road trip, is just like it's like getting mad when you hit a pothole. Mm-hmm. It's like no, you prepare your, you prepare yourself to know that you don't pave the road yourself. Mm-hmm. You tune up your car, you take care, you take great care of it, you decide who can get in that thing and mm-hmm. who can ride with you. You can decide what music you play in. You can decide all those things, which means I'm in control of me. Mm-hmm. I cannot control how you respond to me. I cannot control how you receive me, mm-hmm. but I can control me. And I can't even control what you do to me, but I can't control how I react to that. Meaning if I get a flat tire, it's up to me to have a, a good spare in the trunk and great insurance to replace that. Ooh. Right. I gotta get in the right lane. Sorry if you in my way. Right. Like it is it's that thing. And that's where you move <laughs> into that place and you start thinking about like even spirituality. Like changing the way I look at God and spirituality. I'm like, yo, it's it's map quest versus mm-hmm. GPS. Like it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my spirituality is more like GPS, where yo, I am more in fear of standing still than I am making the wrong turn because mm-hmm. I trust my recalculation mm-hmm. process. I trust the fact that I can make a wrong turn right for me. Like you ain't never got off the freeway in the wrong place and got into it like, oh, is that a Starbucks? Well, like, no, oh, Shamala? Like, that's the key. No, for this real. Is a good damn. Look, so that's, that's real. That's because, intuition shit. Well, but it depends on your on your mentality and how you look at things, right? Yeah. So you can look at a wrong turn as something that's bad. Mm-hmm. But there's been times where I've taken a wrong turn and found something along the way that I'm like, I didn't know this was here. Right. Like I found a restaurant or I found like a scenic route or something. Yes. I'm like, damn, like this is dope. Like I accidentally found something that so it's like Accident. You have to be whose accident? Yours? What? To me, it's obviously <laughs> accidental. But what I'm saying is that Oops. even in your <laughs> mis- even in your mistakes, there's something there's positive. something that you can learn or something good mm-hmm. from it. And I think yep. there's four stages in life. You can either be going backwards, you could be stagnant, you mm-hmm. could be learning, or you could master something. Yes. And you should you are always in one of those four. Yes. And if you're not learning something, then master it. What was yes. those four? Say it backwards, again. stagnant. Learning mastery. Yeah. 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 And a lot of people, they are good at what they do, but they don't perfect their craft Mm -hmm. or try to master it. Mm -hmm. Or they could be stagnant where they're not moving forward and not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Or you could be moving backwards. Yeah. I like it. So, you know, I think that I think that analogy of the the road and the direction I think is spot on. I'm learning. I love that. I'm in my learning. I'm in the learning right now. And that and that's the key. Like 
that's why I tell people I'm a firm believer there is no such thing as a wrong choice. And when I say that, I'm talking individual. I'm not talking about my perspective of your choices. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about your choices. When you sit in a place and you want to make a decision, whatever that decision is, if it's what, like you got a choice between two girls and you want to decide which one to go with, you're going to make she the wrong. I, I know, I know, I know things. Like, <laughs> like you're going to make the right choice for you right now. Like, you're going to make that perfect choice because you're going to weigh everything you have. Mm-hmm. You're going to weigh everything you know, and you're going to weigh everything you think you need, mm-hmm. right? And even if two years from you from now you says you made the wrong choice, no, 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 he don't get to do that because mm-hmm. you today made the right choice for you today because that choice taught you the something about what you were missing to get you to you two years from now. Mm. And that is where it's like when you look back and you look at yourself and go, uh, you can say, ooh, me today wouldn't have made that choice. Mm-hmm. But then if the mastery of looking at the difference between having to relearn why you made that choice and mastering that you made that choice is looking back and go, Huh, that version of me made that choice for a reason. What was he lacking and what did he what did he gain from making that choice? Right. Because 10 years ago me decided to do Bad Girls Club. Mm. 34-year-old me, she would like I'd be looking back and I'd be like, 20 if I was 23 again, hell yeah. Now everybody's like, oh, you need to, like I, you know, they're doing, I don't know, some mm. show. I don't, we don't we gonna talk Don't about quote it. me. We don't talk about but it. if you know they're like, oh, everybody like trending. Oh, you need to do it. What 34 year old me? How much coin on the table? <laughs> That's a question, though. I ain't gonna how say much, no. How much, how much editing power do I have? Mm. Yes, different. You have different perspective. You have more information. I have more questions. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm all about that. So it's just like the questions that I would ask now versus then, like, it's different. Where it's like, oh, what do you have to lose? Oh, da, 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 you're 23. Well, 23, you're a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still a kid now. You know, I'm living to be 120. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still, I got time. <laughs> but but even that. we, but we had that conversation. Yeah. There was a, there was a finance conversation where somewhere we were talking about just your brain developing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what, 25 or 26 that you don't, that your brain is not fully, yeah, fully yeah, developed. Yeah. So your decisions at 23, uh, even that, you, you, your, your brain is still growing, 100%. learning, whatever, whatever. So it's like, we cannot, you cannot beat up yourself over a decision that you made in the past. Because like you said, at the time you made the best decision with the information that you yep. had. Period. Now you can learn from your decision. Mm-hmm. You can maybe say, okay, I would have made a better decision if I'd known the information, mm-hmm. but you didn't know the information. Yeah, right. So even saying I would have made a better decision, like there is no better decision to make. You made the best decision you could with the information you knew. It's like giving, it's like testing your class the first day of class so that you can know what to teach them yeah. throughout the year, yep. right? It's like, no, no, no. That test was intended not to test you to say whether or not you passed or failed, but to test you to see exactly where you are so we could see where to move and forward what you to. Know. Yeah. yeah. The only only time I would I would say that maybe that it is a bad decision is if you made a decision without getting information. Oh, one hundred percent. Because there's times where you kind of just rush to a decision, but even in that, you learned that I need I to do be this. patient. Yep. Yep. And I need to maybe sit back mm-hmm. and weigh out my options before yep. jumping and yes. making the decision. Yep. You and, learn something about yourself. Yes. And for and since we're talking about learning. He wants a polygamous relationship. That's why he was laughing when you said to choosing the right girl. Oh, okay. The two girls, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Okay, so what do you, what makes you, like, what about polygamy makes you excited or think that that's the right choice? Just the uh, the concept of being able to create a village. <laughs> I'm so, the, they both started laughing. I couldn't hear nothing. I'm just the, uh, 
sorry. I should have known. Steph gave me a look. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Yo, look, Rob no. ain't got no. Steph, no. Rob has no chill. Okay? I tried to no, hold no, 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 it no. in. He has no Steph's chill. Fault. It was Steph. Steph gave me the look. Steph's fault. Whatever. See this? I, I I told myself. I said, don't look at nobody. <laughs> you still looked at Rob, but see, Rob was looking at you like you drawed her. No. You drawed her. Waiting for me. It's the chemistry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Photo. I won't laugh no more. I'm sorry. Oh, poor Rob. It's okay. A lot oh. of it comes down to the concept of building a village. Okay. You know, understanding that, uh, you know, there's a lot of energy out there. I get, I give a lot of energy. I can receive a lot of energy and I can, I understand what it means to be a proper man. And I'm You're a Scorpio say- ascendant? Your ascendant is in Scorpio or your moon? No. Yeah. My ascendant. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. And plus I was, you know, a few people told me that I'll be, I'll be good at it. I think they just want to be in it. <laughs> me y'all look at me i start laughing like i was i look it's the kikis in the the background for me hey one of these days you would be good at it you would be good one of these days you're gonna see me on a date with two girls at the same time hey i don't i don't i don't i i i think that what you're saying is absolutely correct i think we will polygamous b polygamous b yeah well then, I'm just not even gonna say what I was gonna say. I'm like, they know you better than what my little say? three cents. This has been a conversation. This has been an ongoing conversation for like two seasons. Oh really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I've the, the I've watched a few episodes. Mm-hmm. I've not watched all of them, but um, I can only speak for me and my whole self and what I know about me. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot, and I know I'm a lot. Mm-hmm. And the more I heal and the more I learn about myself, I realize how much of a lot I am, and I get that concept. Mm. Like I said, when you realize, when you learn yourself, you comprehend something different. And I think that part of the issue is that you, you're a gallon and you keep dating cups. You need to find a gallon. Damn. So well, that, I'm serious. Like there's a woman that, that there's a, <laughs> that's the bing bong for me. Like, but you just need to find someone who, who carries and can carry what you carry and can take it and re- like it where it's a reciprocal thing. You'll always feel like you need two women when you, all they bring in is a cup. Like Shit. that's just the, it's just the way that it, it operates. Shit. She had yeah. to break it down like that. Damn. damn. I'm sorry. This, I need the Kevin Hart. That's what I'm thinking. He's like, damn. This is, this is a Tuesday. Good. This is what happens. Like she I tell said, yeah. you a gallon, you keep dating cups. Sheesh. Man. That's a clip. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. I'm sorry. But no, like yeah, so that the makes truth hits. That shit hit different. That's different. <laughs> That's different. Yeah, no. And I, I think like she, I think she's out there. You just gotta you gotta That's be. I mean I'm right I'm I'm really, really uh, patient. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm, I'm not really. You, you know what you know what it is? You learn yourself in sections. So you date according to the section you're in. So you find a woman and you date that section of you and you get to know that and you're like, oh, but she's not all of me. Well, well, at this particular moment, I'm just really not in a relationship um ready state Mm -hmm. there's a few things that i have to handle essentially uh Mm -hmm. i want to be able to first live on my own live Mm -hmm. by myself no roommates Mm -hmm. just me in my own space Mm -hmm. before i decide i want to start a relationship Mm -hmm. because i want to know how i'm going to move by myself Mm -hmm. then i can figure out what it is that i need and what i want Mm -hmm. in a woman as well as what is it i can actually really provide Mm -hmm. you know i can't do that while i'm already trying to provide for somebody else and then try to do that you know Mm -hmm. i don't know what i i don't know what i'm bringing in i don't want to learn in the relationship yeah, I you know, you. I want to be able to c- 
come with my table. Mm-hmm. Come home. Yeah. And that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. And that's and I think more people should do that before getting in relationships. Yeah, yeah we talk about that. Yeah. A lot. And you're still gonna learn some things, but if you know for a fact there's some things that you need to learn and work mm-hmm. through. Do it first. Because yeah. most, yeah, unfortunately, most people learn that while they're in the relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nah, you need yeah. to learn that before you get in a relationship. Yeah. Because then your choice of who you're in a relationship may change based yeah. on mm-hmm. the information you got. So. Exactly. Because yeah. you don't want to get in a relationship with somebody and you realize that that's not what you need right. too fucking late. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I've been single for four, almost four years at this point. Yeah. yeah. So no, I, I'm, I, I'm good. I will say this as far as even though we joke about the the multiple women or whatever whatever as far as how you're doing it that's the way i would advise anybody to do that yeah. that you're intentional about learning yourself getting yourself mm-hmm. situated so mm-hmm. that way you have things to provide once you are in yeah. a committed relationship exactly yeah. some people so, just consider it as being for the streets yeah. Yes. Oh, so you just out here for the streets? No, no, no. For that's why the, are you that's looking the all at me like that? Why am I well, looking that, at you like okay, that? Okay. Why <laughs> am you, I looking at you like that? Are you for the streets? No, she nah. for the streets. Oh, I'm no, like, no, but I'll, I'll be saying he for the streets. Oh. But when you said, you know, why you wasn't in a relationship, I was about to say, because it's finna be summertime. That's why you He's like that. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm this six pack. Okay? There's some. Oh, no, 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 no. I ain't got no six pack, but they still love me out here. They still love me out here. I'm not about to play with you. As long as I'm a big nigga, it's always big nigga season it is you feel us yeah all right he so, said it is right. <laughs> look let me let me let me give you you just dropping jen we're gonna give you a round of applause Stassi. Don't that, was, that don't was probably one of the better interviews that we've had I i'm definitely gonna go back and listen to this episode multiple times oh, thank um you. For, so if y'all listening to this if y'all loved it please comment like subscribe all that jazz um i want to get on to keeping it real mm. so Stas is a guest, so we're going to explain that. So that is where we take a video clip or a reel from social media, and then we watch it, and then we react to the clip. Okay. Okay? We ready? Yes. So this is a clip from Bad Boys L.A., uh, which is, I guess, a spinoff of Bad Girls Club. Essentially, yeah. Fix it. And I guess Natalie Nunn is the executive producer or created the show? Okay. Yep. Um, linked up with Zeus and oh, I need to go. To the that's right, it's on Zeus. That's I need right. to go to the bathroom for this. <laughs> we got this just for you, Styles. I bet you did. Just I'm not saved enough for this. You be all right. Okay, so you guys are gonna direct over here. All right. Leg wrapping around the Can you see? You light skin. You not see through. <laughs> I'm gonna stop giving you hard time. Keep it up, it's fun. I know. It's that Scorpio, you can handle it. Hey. I'm over here. Really hopped in there and fought Dylan and William. Scratches everywhere. Dylan got a scratch on his face. William looked like he crying on the inside behind all that makeup. It was crazy. This has to stop. Let's respect the queen house. Like, you guys, stop. Like, stop. Like, stop. Take his cup. I just want to get in my next because I had Take his, take his cup. Give up he, the he cup. Judy. Like, for real. Stop. Give it up. Like, Relax. we're done. Relax. Like, you guys are going to have so much shit. We're turning up for the next few weeks. Like, dope-ass shit we have going on. Like, y'all can have beef in the house over, like, whatever, but this is dumb. The fuck y'all doing? Now let's holler like, oh, she's upset. She's da 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 da. And you'll be upset with me when you did the same thing. This your show, and you basically made a show for stuff that you did. Yeah. I agree. Oh. All right, so that was a. Uh, uh yeah. 
That was a trailer or a little clip from Bad Boys LA. So we're going to let the uh, guests go first and uh, wrap. Don't let me go first because I got way too much to say. That's why you're going first. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but say everything for us. Save some time. I, um, If I'm honest, I don't disagree with what the guy was saying. Um, it's one thing to be the talent. It's something completely different to be the executive producer. And if you step into an executive producer place from a talent spot, you will always cast based off of what you want for TV, but then be mad when you got to put on the hat of executive producer. And that's what it seems like is going on where it's like you're casting for TV without comprehending what's necessary, especially when it, it's different. Um, I am very much a feminist in the state that a woman should be able to choose whatever she wants. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it comes to comprehension of the difference between masculine and feminine beings, I am very much understanding of what that means. I don't care how much feminine energy you carry. If your genitalia presents as male, you function different in the 3D. And that's just what it is. And when it comes to creating a television show like this, um, you shouldn't. It's just not the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. It's why you can have one or two security guards with eight women. You can't have one or two security guards when it comes to eight to nine men because you, there are some times where you need two men per per, per person, and it just functions different. I don't like I like you know even when it's like oh were they gay that does not like I do no. not care. It does not change their physical physique. Like because I have seen gay guys. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Punch somebody out two times their size and they because yeah. at the end of the day, the way the testosterone pumps through your body is different than mm -hmm. when you are a woman. Like you're different. That womb changes your ability in 3D. Right. So I don't like I don't like it. I don't think that it is a good idea mm -hmm. because of all of the background and all the things behind it. Not to mention women are a lot less physical. Like as much as it's like, Oh, bad girls club, da, 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 like women st still tend to put up with a lot more yakety yak, chatty chat, like mm -hmm. that type of stuff than men will. And I don't see this going well at all, especially just based off the two seconds I've seen, because you have a lot more where he said, I came because I clearly you're a fan of Bad Girls Club. This is what y'all did. And I showed up to do what y'all did. But you can't show up to do what we did because you're not a girl. Mm -hmm. And the way it looks is different. So Interesting. Yeah, if they if they yeah. if they do the process the same way that they did uh Bad Girls Club, it's it's gonna cause mm -hmm. a lot yeah. more. Cause I mean just the just the other videos and clips that I've seen, like their their fighting was it wasn't no bad girls club fighting. No, it was right, right, right. it was yeah, grown it was man, grown man fighting, grown man fighting. Man right? Fighting yeah. like on some on some real shit. Yeah. And then you got you got so many different elements inside that house because you got you got straight men, you got bi men, you have gay men mm -hmm. all within there. Yeah. So you got you're gonna have those people who are gonna have conflict. Yes. There's going to be that conflict. It's like what she said out right. there, oil and water. How, right. they, how they cast, they cast it that way on purpose. Exactly. 100%. But that, but that speaks to why some, like, I did season seven. Mm -hmm. I don't even know the last season they did. What was the last one they did? I don't know. They had a hell of a season. Yeah, season. like, I know there was at 13. least another seven. Yeah, I know there was at least another seven seasons maybe after me. Mm -hmm. um, there's a reason why a large network did not take on the idea because even when I did it, 
fans nonstop. That was the first thing that talk, that they talked about. Oh, if they ever did a boy one, I'm going to do it. So if I know I did season seven mm-hmm. and they were already talking about it, I know they've been talking about it the whole time before I was on the show. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they never picked it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a reason because they got backing. Like, you know what I mean? They got lawyers and they got all kinds of stuff that they got. They like, nah, we ain't playing them games right. because it's not the same thing. You can grab a girl, like one girl up. Right. And, you know, women, as much as it's like, we'll fight, but they ain't about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to your point, there was a clip rolling around, I guess is like leaked footage where there's a guy that has a like a folded chair mm-hmm. and is like swinging it at one of the guys yep. and like hits him in the back of it. It's like yeah. WWF. Or yes. Whatever, so. He was hurt. <laughs> I saw that. He was hurt. Yeah. Because I think he hit like his arm, but like that sound he made after he, it hit his back. I was like, damn. Right. He was <laughs> like, ooh, hospital, yeah. somebody going. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's so, different. Yeah. I, I, I think. It's interesting to see the dynamics they're doing. The gay, like I guess there's a gay side versus the straight side. Uh, Kirk Franklin's <sighs> son is there, and they definitely asked him about the relationship between him and his dad. So they're, you know, they, you already see the storylines mm-hmm. starting to line up. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, it, it, it seems, and that, that that's why I asked that question before about. Because some people see it as predatory, mm-hmm. like that they're picking, you know. Oh, but I mean, obviously you have to sign up for it too. Yeah. And like some of those people are like the internet sensation guys, like the guy that... Um, where the money resides. Money resides. Where, yeah, money and resides. Some, there's some other then you got the Andre, Andre Caldwell no was on there. The dude was that on swung, there. swung yeah. the chair, I think he's like a, a makeup artist or something, like, and yeah, like yeah. a big makeup artist mm-hmm. in the industry. So, so they feeding on people who have a little bit of, like a little, uh, already have a little audience, mm-hmm. but are seeking bigger platforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their 15 minutes is almost up. Yeah, and, they and they're trying to, to extend capitalize it. Capitalize on it. And, yeah. yeah, and they're trying to go to Cardi B where I'm thinking that if I'm on reality TV, then my brand can expand and I can get more. Only if you represent your brand the way you want your brand to be represented. Presented, but if you go on there and you just think by that's messier drama, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. want to deal Some with people that. Have that mindset. Like, I just need to go viral if I go viral, if I go viral. But what do you want to go viral for? Right. Because it might not, if it don't align mm-hmm. with your brand or what you want to do, exactly. it does you no good. Yeah. And what happens after you go? Viral? If I go viral doing a TikTok dance and I'm not a TikTok dancer, then the people that have, are coming yeah. to my page are coming for that, yep. And that's not what I do. And yeah. you have to, and you have to hey. keep on dancing. Yeah. You know? You're going to be Little Bow Wow. <laughs> you, know? you just don't like, know. You, you just <laughs> don't know. Well, 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 but it's a, it, what you guys are saying, because for creators, God, man, y'all need to listen to this conversation. Because mm-hmm. um, Bobby Smurder just got released from his record label. Mm-hmm. Well, he said he signed his release papers. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if it was on his side of it or if it feels. But what you got famous for, you have to replicate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't allow you to grow. No. Some artists we can do, yeah. but those artists are the bigger artists that have yeah. the backing, that have the resources yeah. to do it. So they have more time. Yeah. Chris Brown will always have more time. Yeah, because R. he's Kelly Chris Brown. Will always have more time. Yes. Jay Z, Beyonce, Rihanna will always have more time. But they were already adjectives before they tried. Before they shifted, like it's and like they have you the have resources. to. Yes. yes, you have to have the backing and you but, have to have the stake. But Bobby Smurder, we needed another hot nigga. That's you it. haven't been able to produce it. So yeah, guess what? Be, you can't be gone as long as you were. You got dropped. Yeah. Yep. You have to keep producing yeah. what you started. And what you said before is first impression is everything. Yeah. It's important. Whatever, how you introduce yourself yep. is what we expect from you. 100%. Yep. And that's, yeah, that's the key. That's facts. And that's, that's why you have the one hit wonders. Yeah. You have the Jaquans and all these other people where they, they'll, it, it's, it's that one song. It's like, all right, nigga, do it again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Show me what you work And with. especially it's now, because like our, our, our time 
how would you say your our uh, attention span? Our attention mm-hmm. span is so short. Yeah. Like I don't know if y'all been seeing how long songs have been. They getting shorter and shorter. Yeah, I see one. Niggas ain't even doing. I, I know. I was like, is this the whole song? Like I listened to it twice. <laughs> the OC like, Genesis. I look good. A minute. Niggas ain't even doing albums. They're doing EPs now. Yeah. That's crazy. Or that now true. they're not even doing EPs. They're doing singles now because it's like crazy. I'm not gonna do a 20 song album because. I want to listen point. to it maybe well, except one Chris Brown. That nigga go get Well, see, but because, they have, because, Chris, because yeah. they have an audience. Yeah, because Chris Brown is Chris Brown. Sure. Yeah, but Chris Brown is Chris Brown. And you're going to, yeah, you're going to do that. And niggas listen to every single song on there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. There are well, still, not so, me. There are still songs on other albums I haven't heard. I'm like, oh, shit, it's on this album? I, can't, I, I, think, yeah. I don't think I've listened to a whole album since Confessions. Like, ooh. Like, I'm like, I'm like, ooh, Usher's is probably the last one. Got it. No, I'm lying. Trey songs. Trey, I listen to every song <laughs> on Trey songs. He said, shut up. No, no, no. I know, because <laughs> like, I'm saying exactly because I knew how much you love Trey songs. Oh, yeah. Hey, you still love Trey songs. So. I love Trigger. Trey but songs yeah, is extra. Before, you know. So before we get to the internet wins again, we're going to take a, we're going to take a, just a quick break. I know people got to use the bathroom whenever. Just give us one. Actually, no, no, we good. We good. We good. We going to keep on rocking. <laughs> Yeah. We gonna keep on rocking. It's fine. I'll just pee on your floor. It's fine. You gotta use the bathroom. No, I'm just playing. You gotta take a break. The look, look, the look on his face. I was like, do I gotta? Do I gotta like, uh, like, you better open your cup. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the joke look, comes back around. You were telling him that he needs a gallon, not a cup. And he look, tells you, you need a gallon. Uh, well, I need you to open your gallon. I'll give you this cup. Okay. <laughs> you gotta go. Sounds... You go? Uh, no, if anybody else got to stop, I'm good. All right, then we gonna keep rocking. Yeah, let's do oh, it. We rocking. All right, so we got all the fun stuff out the way. We got we got to actually talk. Well, actually, we're talking about some serious stuff, too. Yeah. Steph, you're going to you gonna have to take the lead on this oh, one. Shit. Uh-oh. Because Uh-oh. I don't know. I know some of it, but I don't know all of it. All right, Internet wins again. I ain't going to do the horn today. We're going to just get, get right on to it, um, where we talk about the hottest Internet topics. Now, this topic is actually like maybe a week or two old, but it flew under the radar and it's so important that we did not get a chance to talk about it because we had the All Fellas podcast, but we're going to talk about it today because it's probably going to resurface at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to get this over to Steph.net because I know very little about it, or at least I think I do. Because I know you said there was new information. So we're going to talk about Royce Reed mm-hmm. um, and I guess her son. Yeah, so, so her basically... Her son um, had an inc- incident where he had um, inappropriately touched another child. And um, out of that, there was a court order that said that he could not be um, with or around alone children. with children two years younger than him. Right. And he was going through treatment. And what um, in his treatment, he confessed that he had um, inappropriately, well, had... Um, Royce's boyfriend's son mm-hmm. touched him inappropriately right. um, because he was mad. That's that's what he said. Um, and once that came out to the counselor, the counselor reported it, and then Royce was then arrested for child neglect because of the court order that was already in place that he wasn't supposed to be mm-hmm. around children two years or younger. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just it's crazy that to me nobody was really talking about it, and I think it's a conversation that needs to be had in. And especially in our community, because I think people kind of don't talk mm-hmm. about, you know, what do you do in those situations mm-hmm. if your child has mm-hmm. that kind of, yeah, you know. And so, w- did they say was he molested? That's what was said that okay. he that he was molested. So obviously, you know, he's acting out. You know, yes. What happened. So that's why he was in treatment. Yes. Okay. Because I will also remember vaguely 
that Dwight Howard, when they were fighting for custody, said that Royce was having sex in front of him. Supposedly. In front of the son. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. And then obviously Royce was saying that Dwight was an absent father, a deadbeat, etc. And he was gay and all this other stuff. So mixed in all of that, I mean, everybody was focused on Royce and Dwight, but nobody was really talking about the kid. Mm-hmm. And now we obviously see that obvious, there may have been something that happened. Um, so, and it is relative because she was on Basketball Wives, right? Yeah. Okay. So it is reality, TV, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But obviously the main point that we want to talk about is in that situation. For one, it is a talked it is a conversation that is not talked about enough within the black community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we touched on it a little bit last week, two weeks ago. Which part? Um, just that I said, somebody had told me to do this and I was shocked. They said, ask the women that are around you, have they ever been compromised sexually? Mm -hmm. And I'll say probably about nine out of 10 said yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. And so, um, I think that conversation gets lost in the protect. Um, when we talk about the, the divide between black men and black women, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, a lot of black men are like, why do black women, you know, have this 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 anger towards us or they want to say that black men don't don't protect them it's like well from that standpoint if you ask a black woman you know has be have you been compromised just because of proximity i would assume that the majority of those cases are probably from a family family member member, a black man Mm -hmm. close somebody that's close to them Mm -hmm. so it could be because of that and i don't want to spear that conversation off into black men versus black women but i just want to just I want to preface that because the venom that maybe you may be receiving, maybe I, most times it not comes from a past experience. So, um, yeah, I think it's something we need to talk about. One hundred percent. What do you do in that situation? As far as with your child, if you were a parent, yeah, as a parent, that's yeah. what I'm asking. It sounded like Royce did what she was supposed to do. Um, that is a that is a hard question. That is a hard question. Uh, obviously, as much therapy as first. has to be done. First. Um, first and foremost, yeah. Um, I'm not too sure why it was court ordered. Um, well, because he had already had uh, he had already done it before. Vic- he had become no way. I'm saying so the originally why it was court ordered. So I don't know if it was reported or yeah, if that's okay, what I'm saying. it was reported. It, it, yeah, it was reported. So as a result, yeah, it, was, it was a part of the the court order was that he obviously get treatment and also that he couldn't be around children. So because he had the, because he had become the offender, mm-hmm. he had to go through the treatment. He had to go through the treatment. Mm-hmm. Yes. But in the treatment, it came out that he was the victim. That he no, it, it, it came out that he did it again. Right. That's how it, how it came about. I'm as just far wondering. As her being arrested. I'm just wondering. Did they know he was a victim before he offended? I believe so. That, but that's the crazy part. Have you ever looked at the numbers of um, of victims or of, people that are victims that turn into offenders? Yes. Oh, yeah. Have yes. you ever looked at the numbers? Yeah. Where it's like the amount of people who are victims that become offenders versus the amount of people that mm-hmm. are offenders that have ever been victims. Yes. It's something like eighty percent. Yeah. Eighty percent of offenders are victims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like when again this freaking conversation, the power first mentioned when you. When that is impinged upon you and never healthily discussed or mm-hmm. corrected in your brain, and I'm not saying it's right. right. I'm yeah. saying we need to change the questions that we ask. Where it's like, 
if you don't correct that in someone's brain, you'll screw it up. And people don't comprehend how trauma works in people's um, trauma. Bo- the body tends to hold the trauma mm-hmm. and the body is what ho- also holds the attraction. So if you trigger someone into um, a sexual place before their body is in that place, mm-hmm. you create a bond in that place. And therefore, if you don't correct that, you it's messed up. So instead of saying, looking at somebody and going, what's wrong with you? You go, what happened to you? Like, what happened? Tell mm-hmm. me what happened instead of going, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. What's wrong with you is like, nothing's wrong with them. They're acting from something. What is it mm-hmm. that they're acting from? What is it that's right. causing this action? Because for every action, there's a reaction. Mm-hmm. And this just may be a reaction. And we don't think there first mm-hmm. because this is a reaction. You know what? For one, I don't have the answers. I don't have nothing to say. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. My therapy and whatever that she's yeah. doing outside of that i don't know yeah, yeah without without understanding like where everything's coming from there's nothing yeah. else you could do yeah. like the therapy session is the most it's literally the first and only thing that you can do to try to figure out what else is underlying and mm-hmm. then when we get those when we get those then we can start mm-hmm. you know asking more questions that are, that are mm-hmm. directed to what we have now learned from this therapy session yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would i would just say that in instances like this, you have to depend on the professionals, yeah. Yeah. on yeah. the healthcare yeah. professionals. And we have to stop putting our children in these positions for it to happen. Oh, and what I mean by good. that is that if you are dating a man that and or woman, both, let me just say that because I don't <laughs> want people to be like, oh, you trying to kill the way. No, no, no. For both. You should not leave your child alone with somebody that you are dating. You should not leave your family, your child alone with a family member if you do not know, if you do not trust them as far as like you trust them to be a daycare provider. Even then, yeah. you still should be checking with them and, and, and trusting your child. When you're, if, if your child is, a, is scared to go to somebody or if your child is uncomfortable around somebody, mm-hmm. then you need to pick up on those signs. Yeah. And you need to listen to your child because they may have tried something and they just don't know how to verbalize it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make it seem like, oh, you can't trust your family, but you got to definitely thoroughly vet who you are letting around your children. It's a hard conversation to say, but it's, tr- it's just true. No. It's just true because we grew up in an age where we were just overly trusting. Okay, but think about it, though. How many times have you gone to a family function and the kids was off in another room? Right. And Always. the adults was Always. off doing their thing. Always. That's true. And that's, we do but, that all the time. Right, that's but, true. And see, and that's where I will go deeper, even with what Rob was saying, which I think we do like well-intentioned, but it's caused this issue on the hindsight is we've taken away kids' autonomy. We've taken away their autonomy over their bodies. Mm-hmm. And I am an advocate for kids having autonomy over their body because they are a whole person. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are not they are not a half of a human. The moment they're here, they are a whole person. They are allowed, like there's a difference between between teaching them that they don't have autonomy over themselves and teaching them respect where it's like, no, you are required to speak when you enter someone's house. You are required to say bye when you're in someone's house. You are not required to let them touch you or have to hug them or have to kiss them. Like those things, like where it's like, now you're taking away that child's autonomy. Mm -hmm. Like they are required. It's respectful to speak. It's it's a respect thing. No, you will speak. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Like I get it. 
you can feel how you're feeling, but you're required to speak because that's respectful, but you are not required to, oh, no, girl, sit on your, like, that's your uncle, girl, sit on his lap. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I don't want to. This is my body. Mm-hmm. And if you let me have autonomy over my body the moment I want to, then the moment someone impinges upon that, you'll know. Right. Because you've taught me how to have autonomy over my body, my space, and the moment someone touches me, I then have voice to say, it's not, oh, he touched me. And, oh, well, how? How did he touch you? How was it? What was he doing? What did he say? Like, no, then now you're interrogating the kid. Now the kid feel like they in trouble, so now they're going to shut down. Mm-hmm. Trust me, been there, done that, been through the whole whoop whop. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, no. My child has autonomy over her body. And if she says no, the answer is the no, answer is no. Mm-hmm. period. Exactly. And when you put that wall up around your child and every adult, I don't care who it is, because it's like, oh, someone you can trust, you're going to trust everybody until you can't. Right. <laughs> you true. see what I'm Look. saying? So it's like, it's it's always that thing, because I looked like a grown woman at 11. So it's like, everybody was fine around me until, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Like, right. so it was like, it you sh- it shifts quick. And what happens to them in the, in the process, you never know. So it's like, I'm a firm believer. Like my 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 best friend, her daughter be like, mm-hmm. she four. And I love that little girl deaf and she loves me. And I'll be like, do I get a hug today? And she goes, no. And I go, okay, well, That's I'll fine. see you next time. Yeah. And she be like, okay. And 90% of the time, by the time I'm to the car, she's like, I want a hug now. Yeah. <laughs> It's the whole point of I never want her to feel like because I want a hug, she's required to give me one. Mm. You're not required to do anything with your body. That's your body. Period. That's a good point. Yeah. I think without being ignorant, um, and I'm not saying that this is not a male issue because it does happen to men. Oh. But it 100%. obviously happens to women more. Um, I'm not, I, I there's nothing for me to say. I would say I would feel more comfortable if we had a uh, like a like maybe like a like a therapist that was that maybe specialized in childhood trauma, whatever, whatever. But I think for this conversation, hearing from you guys would probably be yeah. better yeah, or more. Yeah, better. I'd say that because yeah. you guys deal with it more. Yeah. I, I, I'm just let's just be honest as far as the age that you're sexualized. Mm-hmm. As far as, like you said, having just the say so over your body, what you can, what you cannot do, mm-hmm. uh, being forced to be in, be in, uh, be in an uncomfortable situation. Um, you know, we talked talk about earlier, even, even as an adult, yeah. um, not getting a job promotion just because you don't want to, you know what I mean? Just because the boss thinks you're cute and you don't want to go to lunch with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a perpetual issue. Mm-hmm. Obviously we're talking mm-hmm. about children, yeah. but it, I mean, it, and we are talking carried, about a young it, boy, though. But so, I mean, I think the issue is that we police our girls so much mm-hmm. because of that fact. Yeah. You know, we always policing what they wear, you know, trying to make police. Tr- that's the perfect word for it. Police our girls. But it's like your son. You know what I mean? I feel like that's not done for boys yeah. on the other end. Yeah. yeah. Which and I, which I, leaves them vulnerable. You know, and then, to an overall and, state, yeah, you're yeah, right. you're right. And obviously, for the for the sake of the conversation, we are talking about a boy, so mm-hmm. that is correct. I think yeah. he probably should be should be fair there too. Um, yeah. And see, and that's the that's where I like I am agreeing with her and you where it's about the boy because of the fact that, and I'm going to take this into this this lane specifically because we are in the United States of America and mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. system is built upon Christian ideas and values mm-hmm. per se mm-hmm. originally where in Christianity it is put upon the girls 
to n- don't make him lust. Mm-hmm. You cover up and you be modest because mm-hmm. you can cause him to stumble. And we automatically begin to train men that they are not as in control of their bodies. Mm-hmm. They are not as in control of their urges. Mm-hmm. And they're, way, they're given way more freedom to follow the urges in which they want to versus women on the other That's hand or put into this place of, oh, no, no, no. Like there's almost like mm, there's blame. That's true. There's some blame there. Mm-hmm. So even in a state of when you end up when someone impinges upon your free will mm-hmm. as a child, you still inherently get a little bit of that blame as a woman mm-hmm. because well, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Well, how were you, you dressed? Wearing? Right. That's a good point. Yeah. No. So that's me. And so when men become in the percent of men that become offenders mm-hmm. versus women that become offenders. Mm-hmm from being touched is catastrophic because of that fact where we don't teach men the same thing we teach women where it's like, no, 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 your body is a part of you Hmm. as a being and you are in control of that being. Mm -hmm. And if there's something going on with you, then there should be a safe place for you to go talk about it or a comprehension or some level of Mm -hmm. something to be able to let you know, like, yo. Accountability. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask this because obviously we don't have all the facts they're going to come out. Mm-hmm. But if he was molested, do you think that that what you're saying works in reverse? 100%. That with boys, we assume or we think that they're safe and that they're more free or they can protect themselves or they're going to speak up or they're going to say something. So they, when they are in a situation where they are with an older man, that, oh, it's just the boys being with the boys. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Or be, because I think we're, I think, in today's society, we're more suspicious of if a man took a little girl mm-hmm. by himself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if a boy, if an older man took a man mm-hmm. or they're sleeping in the same bed. Mm-hmm. So, cause I'm assuming that's, and I don't want to assume, yeah. I'm guessing that if he was molested, that it was an older man that did it mm-hmm. Yeah, because then he seemed like that he reenacted that on the other boy. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, I think we were watching before we said that he made the boy masturbate in front of him right. or something like that. No, he made the boy masturbate him. He said he made the boy masturbate him because, because he was, he mad was angry. Because he was mad. He was angry with yeah. him. Yeah. What I mean, but and look, don't even get me started. That to in my brain, especially as someone he's I don't sadly, I have no idea who you guys are talking about. I'm just mm-hmm. following what you guys are saying. I'm going to make an assumption because I do not. I have absolutely have no facts. back. I have all no, this is alleged. I, I don't yeah. even. I don't even know who you guys are talking about. Yeah, I yeah. have no background on this story at all. I don't even know this person. Right. So I'm going to make an assumption from myself and what I've studied because I am a licensed minister. I've studied like I right right have right. a licensed life coaching all these things and I specialize in childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that this male that you guys are speaking of that is an offender he presents feminine right. Does he present ma- more I, feminine? I have no, no idea. No idea. No really? Idea. Like, this is not- No, no, no. Like, we, not, like, we have no idea. Okay, because of... I'm thinking of somebody that's, like, out in public. Like, it's not, like, a public person. The one who- The one who's the offender. Well, the story's about a- It's a It's a, It's a. a boy. 14. Right. And we don't know. We Like, like he, there's he... no nothing about him. Like, you don't see him. Like, there's no pictures mm-hmm. of him, no nothing. No, he's because somebody's... even when even when she was on- Not, the one, was on who, the, not the one who did it, too. Not the one who- re- like it happened to, but the person who did it. Yeah, oh, yeah, know. no, yeah. Ain't no information. The only, only thing that we know is about the mom and the dad, which is Dwight Howard and then Royce Reed was, was she was a cheerleader and she was on. Okay, and the son. Reality. The son is who you guys are talking the, about. Her the son. son. Yes. The son who you guys are talking about. Is he does he present more masculine? We, we don't, don't know. know. So huh. that, it's a it's a very interesting thing because um if he I was watching Euphoria mm-hmm. yesterday, 
right? And there was a scene where the when the football kid when the, the, the dude was in football um, had a situation to where essentially I I'm assuming it was the other uh, teammates kind of hazing him running mm-hmm. in on Halloween mask going in damn near I'm I think they're uh, might have raped him mm-hmm. right I'm not 100 sure it wasn't yeah like, it wasn't clear shown, but it yeah. seemed like it right mm-hmm. but the way that his father raised him mm-hmm. was that whatever emotions that you have hold it in you bottle that shit yep. up and you put it out yep. on the field mm-hmm. right he ended up going to the bathroom trying to hold his tears back and mm-hmm. try to catch his composure mm-hmm. and go back into back to with his girlfriend yeah that's that that's that, that, that's bull is his bull yeah because Especially if you want to, if you're telling him to let that out on the field, yeah, that means you're only putting that out when you're playing on the field. Right. Now he's Which damn near being benched, right? Because he's not the best in the in, in the school. Which means he's not getting he's the not, release. He's right. not getting that release. Yeah. and that's why I was asking because the more I study and the more I dig into, especially um, energy and the way people release energy and what the act of sexual exchange actually is and what that looks like and why people who are natural healers carry naturally carry more sexual energy and need more sexual release where it is that place of being able to teach your kids how to release that energy because you're angry Mm -hmm. and now you're going to force somebody to give you a release so my thing is this, was he not taught or trained how to release his, his energy properly? Because anger is natural. Anger, is, anger at its core is the response to injustice, period. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been impinged upon. I am angry and I want to let that out mm-hmm. because I feel like you shouldn't have done that or whatever shouldn't have happened, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. There should be a safe space to release that. Like I teach my friends, kids all the time. Like I'll be like, I'm like, are you mad? I'm angry. Well, what do we want to do about that? Like, do we need to punch something? Do we need to scream? What do we need? Because you need to let that out of you or else it's going to ruminate and it's going to become something that's not not positive. So in teaching our kids how to let that out, especially our men, especially our men, Mm -hmm. that is the biggest problem. Like, we don't teach our men, like, let that out. Like, there's a proper place. And then you teach the women something completely opposite. opposite, And then you you create... Mm -hmm dynamics that yeah, yeah that's and true. that's why you know well, black love is not prospering the way it needs to be because we are taught different yeah things. we're taught such different things and not how to sit in that's, a place where it's like yo true. to co that well we can't really coexist well yeah. black men are not allowed to be angry i, just, I would say i, I would I say, want them to be i would say that black women aren't aren't yeah, aren't allowed to angry. be angry either i think black people just in general yeah but for black men if uh, what is anger in general a response to what so why would I let you be angry if I'm the one that's giving you the, that's causing the injustice? Mm-hmm. You have no right to be angry. Why? Well, I'm because just I'm even saying. I'm just saying. Just just yeah, in general, just in general. Anger. But no, it, but it makes I understand perfect what you're sense because but the system that's built around us no, is from saying. the yeah, yeah, yeah. injustors. Yeah. But even 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 in our households, we're not allowed because again, it's that, and we talked about it um, before. Just the the way that the media paints us mm-hmm. is automatically have a criminal element you're automatically savage beast whatever whatever that you're you know basically non-human so you're not allowed to be angry because if you are angry then i'm afraid of what you're going to do right and just like you said when you are angry if you direct the anger towards the person that you are actually angry with Mm -hmm. then there's going to be a problem right because (laughs) because we know why we're we know angry. who's the weaker species. We know, well, no. It's, no. It's, just, no, it's just that we know why we're 
we can sit down and really figure out why we're really angry. And most of those roads lead to one person. And but the person that is behind mm -hmm. the trigger, if you want to say that, uh -huh. they don't want that retaliation coming back at us. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of like the thing, like I know that there's gonna be some type of there's gonna be some vengeance or some type of revenge at some point in time, and I don't want it to come back on mm -hmm. us. Yeah. I think what happens with, with black men is when they're angry, they're automatically labeled as violent. And with black women, when we're angry, we're we're labeled as bitter, mm -hmm. aggressive. Um, you know what I'm saying? Loud, like, ghetto. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like I feel like we avoid those emotions oh, to 100%. avoid those labels. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I would agree with 100%. that. And it's funny because before Bad Girls Club, I would never let myself get angry. Like, and so being put into a position where the world seen me in this light, which mm -hmm. was the light I've avoided my whole life was I think the biggest trigger for me, which triggered my healing. So I'm grateful, but it's like being seen as, as something I was completely not. Cause my dad to this day laughs at me. He's like, you get mad. He goes, baby, that voice drop. And every word that comes out of your mouth is so enunciated because, because 15 year old me encountered a boss who was like, Oh, well, you know how they get, they get to, and my boss looked at that lady. She was like, she looked at me, she was like, can you step out? Because the lady accused me of doing something that was not in my nature, mm -hmm. but she seen what she was like, what she mm -hmm. was getting at. Mm -hmm. And that day, 15 year old me was like, never again will I ever be accused of this. And realizing that it didn't matter. It did not matter. Mm -hmm. I was always light enough to pass. I was always like, you know, mm -hmm. able to fit in or whatever. But even today, like being surrounded by most, like some of my closest friends are all white. And one of my best friends actually being around me has called, has given her room to step out outside of her box that she's been put in and being like, yo, I've never fit into this box of tininess or needing to shrink herself or whatever. But it sucks because black women as who we are, have the capacity for our man's emotions. Like we have capacity for that. Mm -hmm. We have room for that. But there's a difference for me to pick up the phone and me to say, oh my God, I'm, I'm mad. And for you to bring your anger to me versus for you to take your anger out on me. And that is the difference where I can create space for you to be angry, mm -hmm. but I do not want to take your anger. Mm -hmm. And that yes. is the, but that is any emotion in general where it's like, yo, yeah. I have room for your excitement. I have room for whatever energy you need to bring me mm -hmm. and you just need to bring it, but don't throw it at me as if I'm required to catch it because e that's not e the same exactly, thing. Exactly. Exactly. We yeah. just have to, we have to teach our kids at a early age on how to properly handle your emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's really what it boils down to. And the to. fact that just because you're angry or you felt like something was in jest, you do not need to go at what, what harmed you because that's our biggest problem. It's like you treated me bad. Now I want to come back at you. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Let's look at the injustice. And let's look at why it was ingest and let's figure out how we can change the injustice and not change the individual or change the person or change the encounter. Like there is always a way to dissect mm -hmm. the encounter because it's not always about the person. It's more so about what the encounter was and how it can shift. Now, yeah. molestation is different, but no, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but in general. But as, but as kids, we don't give our children the space to be emotional. That too. We talk and about a, a black men and black women, but even kids are not allowed. To they're be not allowed to be emotional. And we have the capacity to do it. White kids are allowed to be emotional. Like they throw tension. Black kids are not. Yeah. But I'm just saying, just even a, like, just think That's about for like those that are actually listening, just, 
just just think about this. At your job, do you have patience with your coworkers and your boss? Absolutely. But when you get home, that patience goes out the door. Because you've been forced and, to be patient. And you feel like you have the liberty to speak, say, do however you want to. Mm-hmm. So the same, my thing of it is, that should be switched. 100%. There's people that you Especially live with, service. love with, <laughs> yeah. or that you are married with, or that you are raising. They, they deserve your patience. They deserve your yeah. the same capacity of patience that you have with people that mm-hmm. you work with. Mm-hmm. I think um, there, was a, there was a conversation between James Baldwin James Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni, I remember. where she's basically saying that she was like, well, lie to me, you know, and she's like, well, I don't, I can't lie to you. I have to be honest. She's like, but you lie to them. You come home and you take out all your anger out on me, but mm-hmm. you go to there and they get the best of you. But when you come home, I get the, I get the, the par- paraphrase, yep. the paraphraser that I get the rest of whatever's left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, man, that interview like hit me. It's like, it's true. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm when I come home, I'm drained. Yeah. So when I usually what I give off is whatever's left. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but why am I giving all of the best of me mm-hmm. to my job mm-hmm. when home is where community family is built? Mm-hmm. That's not I can't be a good leader, good husband, good father yeah. if I am giving the best of me to my nine to five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It needs to be given to the people that I'm building my legacy with, yeah. my family, my last name with. So, you know, I think uh, even though it's 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 kind of tied to what we're talking about, but we have to give children room to be emotional and let them work through their emotions mm-hmm. that stop crying. or I'm gonna give you something to cry about mm-hmm. that. Uh, that's that's not who does that serve? You, you, it you serves you have, as the parent. You first have to be an adult that knows how to work through your there you emotions. Go. There you go. To teach that's, you. And that's go. the one of the biggest problems. There you go. Which is why it's like that's why I'm like, yo, she ain't popping out nobody kids until she finished dealing with her own mom issues. On. Like I'm not gonna be nobody mama until I until that's true. You know, Same. and that's the key. But uh, I'll ask you, like, even with that with that sentence about giving your best to your coworkers, how often do you show up to work with a full tank of gas? Like, and that's the key. Like, it's like if you are full, mm-hmm. if you start every day as a, like I said, a journey, a road trip, and if your tank is full. Mm-hmm. You don't show up as empty as you do if if you started with a quarter tank of gas. That's true. And it's just about making sure that your home life and the way that you've cultivated your relationship, the marriage in which you are given, you are married to somebody who has the capacity to fill you up before you go to work. So that way you're not showing up like, oh, she gave me her full cup, but right. it still ain't got me to where I need to be. That's mm-hmm. going to cause those cycles in in the situation and, and that's what's important where it's like you got to comprehend your own capacity mm-hmm. and then once you do that then you begin to create that and see now i want to go back in the retail just for one that one customer so i can be telling my hey yo you don't deserve oh. my patience <laughs> you don't deserve my patience Look, she on e right now so hey, hey. <laughs> what's up man at, talk about kids come here <laughs> okay <laughs> that is rob energy at the best okay <laughs> What's up? What's up? <laughs> mm. We got we got we got a two. We got one special guest over here. We got special guest number two. Yes. Okay. Say what's up, man. Came in turned. Man, he was like, hey. <laughs> he is ready. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode. Yes. Um I do want to, because I don't know if by the time they, they listen to this, uh, she will be confirmed as Supreme Court um uh, Kataji Brown, Kataji, Kataji, 
Mm-hmm. See, I got to get the pronunciation right. Right. Yeah. Katanji. Put some respect on her name. Put some respect on her name. Because okay. after respect them, them interviews, name. baby, Man. you better respect Ooh, her we. name. I just want to make sure that we are, because this is a huge moment in history, mm-hmm. not only just for America, but for black women everywhere that have been told that they are not good enough to do their job and have been overqualified, but have been brought down to shrink because it fits in the narrative. So mm-hmm. I'm just glad that she's broke the mold. She Come will on. be confirmed. Yes. And we will have the first black woman serving on the Supreme Court. And I just Love think it. that's just yes. dope, man. That's just- this is the history that I like to live through. You know what I mean? Not the other shit. Yeah. Well, you know, history is about what we do or what was given to us, not what was given to us. Like I tell you all the time, slavery ain't my history. Slavery, your history. Mm. Martin Luther King is my history. Mm. Barack Obama is my history. Like, my history is not what you did to me. My history is my response to what you did to me. Mm. And I will say this. This for the people that was talking all that mess and stuff. This is why elections matter. Yes, come on. Because Vote. if Joe Biden was not as acting president, there would be this would not happen. Mm-hmm. So we, we, I just I know people's all oh, voting and this and this and that. You shouldn't be vote voting. Don't matter. I have to beg to differ. Yeah, and and, and and you are you are you are open to your opinion. Yes, but I think the I think the evidence stacks up that it does. Yeah, one hundred percent. I get it. You live in California, you know you can vote vote Republican all you want, but it, ain't gonna matter. it, it don't you know, matter. You, you living, but but that's just a, but that's also about comprehending what that looks like and what that means. So you got to get an understanding of what that looks like. And, and even if you think your vote doesn't matter on a vote. national scale. It vote. matters on a local scale. Yes, one always. So always gonna matter on a local. Either scale. way you say it, voting does matter. It does matter. And I don't want to say voting is not to say all be all. No, but it does make an impact. So yeah. let's. I don't want people like, oh, were you trying to vote and gonna fix everything? No, I didn't say that. No. No, voting, that's just that's voting. Just a, like voting gets you in a position to understand your voice matters. What you got to say matter. Your opinion matter. You being up on what's going on matters. Yeah. And it's and it's part of the solution. Yes. I, I didn't say it is a solution. It's solution, not. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know. Yeah. So we we obviously want to thank Stasi for coming thank and taking a part of her me. Saturday. Yeah, thank you guys and for being me. on the Appreciate podcast. We loved you. you Don't get beat up. She's like, look, we almost made it through the I'm, whole episode. I'm dark skin, okay. <laughs> so we're gonna give you another round of applause. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. You'll be a friend of the show. We're gonna have to have you back on in a future date. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Yeah, no, we we try. This is why we built the platform. Yeah, and it's yeah. good to have another black woman on the podcast because yeah. sometimes stuff be getting a little. Uh, yeah, I always I be outnumbered. Yeah, I well, need the energy. I'll leave my resume. You know, since there's, <laughs> you know, there's room or whatever. But no, y'all don't want to hear me talking. But okay, I love oh, it. Like I, I, I no, I enjoy it. Like yeah, I enjoy y'all. I enjoy y'all point of view and just having the platform. Like I said, because of how diverse you guys are and how much we need it. We need it. For us. For us. Right? We do. For, for us. us. Yeah. For us. Period. For us. Absolutely. And when I say us, I mean our culture, not our color. Like, people don't comprehend black for is us. not a color. It's a culture. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, that's a whole nother podcast. Mm. Sorry. Whole nother podcast. I'm a walking podcast, okay? Like, <laughs> and we want to give a shout out to D-Lo, man. You know e- what I'm saying? He always supporting e- and showing out. He ain't been here in a when's while. The, when's the, uh, are we going to no, announce that? Yeah, we're going to We're going to keep that in the uh, tuck. Under wraps. We're going to keep that in the tub. <laughs> oh, I'm nosy. I'm like, wait, what happened? We're going to keep that in You'll the find tub. You'll find out. All right, I'm y'all. Like, who's mine? We love y'all. Thank y'all. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Help us out with the algorithm. Do your thing. 
Um, leave us a review. You guys already know what it is, but the goal is to get to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. So Come if y'all on. can help us get there, please help us get there. If not, a listen and a share will do just fine. All right? We love y'all. Power to the people. Hello. Hello. I know we y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we out. Yes.